and welcome back to Scav Talk, everyone. In today's episode, our big story today is there is no story. There's nothing. Tarkov's dead. There's no wipe happening. It's canceled. Christmas is not coming. <laughs> no, but seriously. No, <laughs> no events either? No events. You know what? With our luck, it's probably going to be like they're going to be posting the event right now. And it's going to go live. It's, it ha it's happened like twice now. Since we've been doing yeah, these. like right in the middle of the cast or something. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, that's it, right? There's, no, there's there's nothing happening. We're waiting for white. We're in the holding pattern. Even mm -hmm. nice guys just like, don't know, you know, we've got. Did you um, actually, this is a this is an interesting one to just start it off with. Have you sure. put your, have you like thrown your hat yeah. into the ring with Tarkov Reporter on Twitter yet? I did. So I think he closed it. Well, what, what did you guess? I guessed January 8th. At... January the eighth. I know. I'm going, dude. I'm going all in. And here's why. Okay. Here's why. Dude, that is bold. Here's that why. That sounds like an amazing <laughs> YouTube title, by the way. The wipes January the eighth, and here's why. <laughs> Quick, write it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I went with the eighth because. It was a random guess because <laughs> Russian Orthodox Christmas on the seventh, which is a Sunday. Okay, right. so if I okay, if I'm BSG and we've been working our asses off, you know, I want to get something nice to the team, have them like get some time off, so they get that weekend, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday to celebrate Christmas with their family. Assuming they, you know, it's I don't know how big Christmas is in Russia. I mean, obviously it's Orthodox within the Russian Orthodox Catholic Christian religion, whatever. But I'm pretty sure it's a, like, it's fairly, like, I think it's maybe the majority. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know about that part of the world. But anywho, assume that's the, the case in the scenario. Then that gives them Monday to drop the patch, to do all the hot fixes on day one, to go throw water on the service or on fire. You know, it, it just like, because I don't think they're going to do it on Christmas here in the western part of the world because last time they did that a lot of people were really pissed <laughs> and so it's like but but the counter argument to that is well they would do it there because then the servers won't be on fire because people will be celebrating their thing and it's like well when you think about that it's like on one hand would you rather not play the game and have the servers working fine but you can't play the game or would you rather play the game and have the servers on fire? Like, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, there's no good answer if you're BSG in that mind. It's like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, no, I completely yeah. lost Giga. Okay. It's, I, I just, I just, I, 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 I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I really, I really don't know. Okay. And I think, I think, because like, it has to be this year, surely. It has to be. Yeah. I just, like, I just I don't like know. Daniel, I just have when. January off the table completely, you know? Yeah, it's I don't know, man. That's that was that's just my gamble, you know, one in a million shot. Yeah, because nobody can know, right? Nobody can know. I mean, yeah. I went really, really soon. I went like the twentieth because I was like, maybe it's a weekend event, and then Monday is like everything's a ruble, and then boom, twentieth because it's like far enough be before Christmas to get some play in, but then people are like maybe off on break, whatever. It's got like a combination of what you said about the service stability. But it gives people a chance to kind of play on day one or two. And then it's sort of the player base maybe staggers itself around Christmas. Like some people play on it, some people after, some people depending on when they've got family commitments, whatever. Um, but I mean, I mean, I have no idea either. Somebody, somebody asked me in uh, in my Discord as well, just like, oh, why, why did you think that? And I was just like, I source, I made it up, you know. 
like who knows because it could well be the week yeah. after that or even as you say it could be the it could be january who knows i think um, it's most likely going to be in between christmas and russian like western christmas and eastern christmas <laughs> so in between maybe, the 25th yeah. and in between january 7th like the, a new year wipe or something yeah like the calendar's kind of. a little weird on that because that would give you like um i mean you could do it on actually you could do it on christmas week because that's a sunday like 25th of sunday so you could do it there and it's a two-week window basically so and if you go by you know him claiming that you know they're going to release streets by the end of the year that it should be after christmas by all that logic and not in january who knows man i just I, yeah exactly i just don't know exactly exactly the the only thing so i actually forgot i actually forgot to mention this before i just like it just slipped my mind basically when we were talking before because we were literally just talking before about like what's happened has anything happened and you said oh like nothing's happened there's no no events or anything like that I, I literally just read on twitter like a minute before coming downstairs and like starting like logging in or whatever um that apparently right and this is like kind of like semi it's sort of verified like it seems verified now it seems like there's gonna be twitch drops yeah um and i've seen random people say this like nixia ash axel has said it was confirmed with um with bsg Mm -hmm. but i've not seen any official news on this uh, so I don't really know. Apparently, apparently like Axel says, got com- got confirmation from Dimitri. Tarkov Twitch drops are confirmed for for the new year. Dates are not confirmed that we posted later. I mean, this is like this is like forty forty nine minutes ago as of like the time of this recording. So, I mean, I'd, who knows? But presumably, you're not going to have Twitch drops before the white, right? That's that the sense? thing, right? That's the thing. When and when is the? Is it does, does it just say January? Is that the source, or is there a specific oh. date? Well, I don't freaking know. Let's see. What did, what did Nick <laughs> say? So she she said, um, I can spell her name right. So she, hers was the first one that I saw, actually. And she said, drops confirmed. I think she seemed to have like, posted something and then deleted it. She said, that's what I drop, heard drop, as drop well. Confirmed. Because somebody said, what happened to this tweet? And like screenshotted it. So you can still see. It's, it's, she said, Tarkov drops confirmed December 29th to January the 7th. Poggies. And then it seems to have been replaced with drops confirmed end of December. Poggies. And then you've got, uh, oh God, where's, where's it gone now? The plot oh, thickens. I think Ash, Ash has posted something which has got a graphic even. I guess he just quickly whipped it up, I suppose. It says Tarkov Twitch drops are returning. Wonder who's on the list with the eyes. Um, and, then, and then Axel's one saying, got confirmation from, uh, from Dimitri. Tarkov Twitch drops are confirmed for the new year. Dates are not confirmed. Dates will be posted later this week. Mm. As of about an hour ago. Interesting. So, yeah. I mean, I guess like Twitch drops are confirmed for the new year, so that like I guess that's in January. That's I mean that's what they did last time. Yeah, they which would mean that the white would be before then. But I mean that's, that doesn't preclude a what you know an eighth of January and then it's like mid Jan. Like you, you know we don't know we don't know. There's just, so, just no way they're not doing a wipe and then doing oh, drops. No, of course. Like that's just yeah, not yeah. good business. That's not even remotely feasible. Yeah. yeah so. Exactly. That gives us a little bit better of an idea, potentially. A bit. <laughs> Maybe it gives us an idea that we're we're framed within where we thought we were framed. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, it's like now to the eighth of January, yeah. as you were saying, sort of. 
Um, but I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I mean, reading into everything, it does sound like it'll be around New Year or like towards the end of end of the year. I'm not sure. But it could be anywhere between the 20th and the and the 31st, realistically, while still being framed by the parameters that have been set. Right. Like if Nikita said first iteration of streets is going to come out this, this year, we know it's going to be a wipe that only gives us from now until the 31st. Um, it's probably well, it's not it's very unlikely to be like this weekend because we haven't had any events. We have another one ruble event. They could go against everything that they've done ever before and just write randomly, but I think it's unlikely. So we should still see two to three days worth of events, one day of everything being really cheap, and then the wipe, I would guess. So that kind of means that it's gonna be at least the 20th. Like 20th is like really on the borderline now. And then it could be 22nd, 27th, 29th, I think is kind of the, the favored sort of the favored dates. But it could it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Who knows? It's it's fun to speculate. It's fun to speculate. I feel like Nikita just wants to troll like the hardest he's ever trolled before. You know, he's gonna oh, wait yeah. to, like the last minute. It's like December thirtieth. You know, eleven fifty nine. The patch drops. You know, or whatever. Uh, the yeah, white the the drops. Maybe like drops day one happens and there's no wipe and people are just like, what the heck's going on? The next day it wipes, you know, or something like it. Uh, yeah, so all the people at day one are playing like end wipe, you know. Oh, can you imagine that'd be like the most lackluster wipe, like um drops, sorry, lackluster like, drops ever. Yeah. Can you imagine playing like playing <laughs> it'd be so weird? And yeah. I mean, people are just like, oh, I don't need the free items, so yeah. like no one, no one shows up. Like it'd be so weird. That's why it just it just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. But um, I think Tweak needs to get his little skit that he that he did last time back out. There's the one where he plays all the characters. He plays like Dimitri, he plays Nikita with the uh, and the devs as well. It's about like about the wipe. It's very it's very funny actually. I I probably can't find it off the top of my head, but um, it's on his Twitter somewhere. He posted it. I think it might even have been about twelve twelve last year. I think I think it was around twelve twelve last year. So if you go to December twenty twenty one, you could probably find his little skit about it. it's funny you should repost it because it's, it's very entertaining kind of just sums up just sums up the deal but talking about nikita and uh and nikita's love for trolling i don't know whether everybody i mean i know that quite a few people don't use twitter actually um and i know that i certainly didn't until i was starting to become serious about content creation just because it's kind of necessary for tarkov it's good for info like that um but until i had a real need for it I just never bothered using it. But yeah. anyway, Nikita's on Twitter. The last time in sort of the, the segments of when he was posting stuff was October the 6th, where he posted that hilarious, like, MS Paint drawing of the Escape from Tarkov, like, sort of front cover logo type of thing with, like, Sturman with the AK, which is pretty funny. And then he didn't post anything for ages. And the, the first post that we got was December the 5th. But he's basically just been posting a lot of things, a lot of random things. And then um, people have been trying to sift through the nonsense to try and figure out figure out what's going on. So, I mean, it was more sensible to start with. But, like, it's been a long time. Okay. And then um, Chronicles of Rizzi is, like, the most exciting thing is only dev stars in these videos, which is which is really cool. And then he posted up some voice lines, which, in the background, it says, like, Tegilla underscore fight underscore start and that kind of thing. And this, this is all on December the 5th. So those things are relatively self-explanatory. Um, we've got his... Yeah, I know the exact reason why I don't like December's for the last 10 years, which is, like, people are thinking, well, December is... That means that the patch is going to be coming in December because that's why he doesn't like it because it's always the crunch, blah, blah, blah. Then, then he pasted a random picture of Pikachu and two, two plectrums for a guitar, which is sort of where the... This is sort of where the, 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 the evolution into madness kind of begins, I think. And um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess we'll just, I'll just we'll, we'll keep going through them. So 
He asked, how many, how many wipes have you lived? Which is fine. Repost Jonko's video, which is still, hands down, one of the best Tarkov videos of all time. And then we start going in down the, the, the real rabbit hole of madness on December the 11th, where he just says, tequila, yes, four shots. Then we have, the path is dangerous indeed. <laughs> then we have, it makes me happy to know that you exist. And then Pestley asking him whether he's been drinking, and he said, no, but I will drink after the patch. <laughs> Basically, what does he say? I, dr- I will drink after for sure, which is assuming the patch. And then, so, and then the org, which is fine. And then if you choose one of two for a long time, then you don't need either the first or the second. This is the point where it starts to become really cryptic. <laughs> and after this, it just like devolves into complete madness. Like people are now like reading into it like crazy, like usual. Try to figure out what it means. Some people saying that there's like lots of numbers referenced in the different posts. So what is even going on? Like, who am I at the moment is not important at all. What is matters? What what matters is who you are and why you are here. For someone who ensures survival, everything is different. We met for a reason. All events have meaning, and there were no accidents. And those two tweets are posted like two days apart. He has gone through some like fucking deep existential fucking, uh, not crisis, but like he's just like fucking taking the limitless pill. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty strange. So then there's like two GL posts, and the last two like there's one of a bag of coffee, or but sorry, buckwheat it is. Um, and people like reading it to the the weight on it and stuff. And then he posted like some weird capybara meme thing. But going back to like the the text because it's actually in quotation marks as well. Some people were thinking that that rather than being anything, you know, he's just trying to troll the community or whatever. Some people are thinking that those are kind of light keepers lines. I think that's probably like feasible, you know. What feasible... at the moment is not important at all. They're, they're light keepers, like in-game lines. Oh, as a trader. I th- oh, okay. See, I thought these were quotes from you know some like famous person in history that I wasn't aware of. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I never actually looked it up. That's a that's a very good point, but I don't think so. Okay. I just looked up the one of them and it doesn't come up with anything. So I, I, yeah, I think I did that as well. And it didn't come up with anything. Okay. So I think that, yeah, the, the prevailing theory seems to be that it's voice lines from somebody. Could that makes be, sense. Could be Lightkeeper, could be Zrachi. You know, who am I at the moment is not porn at all. What matters is who you are and why you are here. Could be Lightkeeper. Someone who ensures survival. Yeah, that makes different sense. For a reason. All events have a meaning. There were no accidents. Could be Lightkeeper. Well, that makes more sense because these these aren't like, uh, you know, they don't mean they need like there's missing context within these. It's like, yeah. So there's no way there's any quote here, but that makes sense. I could totally see these being you know voice lines or something. This could be like a like you know how you go to an NPC and they give you their like intro. This is like it's kind of what this gives off to me. Yes, exactly. Um, other than that, I mean, it's it's very hard to read into it. Yeah, it's like the the buckwheat one's quite funny. It's like eight hundred grams, and people are just like, "Is that like eight hundred hours? That means that you know it's going to be like eight hundred <laughs> minutes whenever the wipe's coming." Yeah. Oh my god! But yeah, it does it does look pretty? It does look pretty funny. So it looks like he kind of cracked. It all started with the tequila post, and then everything just went like pretty nuts. But I think that maybe that's the one thing we can read in. And we saw the the org tease, which was I guess the only piece of like noteworthy news. We kind of knew the org was coming anyway. Like I I. It's highly I'm likely. Sure it be coming. Yeah, it was highly likely. And they posted it in there. I don't think... I mean, I, I put it in the video that I made. I don't think it's going to really change the 
the meta particularly, but you can get a 42-round mag on this thing, apparently. Yeah, the big question there is it's going to be a three-slot or a two-slot in your rig. If it's a three-slot, then it's going to be, like, kind of bad, in my opinion. Yeah, Not very favorable. and I think it probably will be. I think it probably will be, just looking at the size. Yeah, I think you're right. So Which will make it kind of kind of tough, and then it depends on like what what do they do with the magic stats on the org? Is this going to be a scar yeah. style gun, or is this going to be a, an M4 style gun? It would be interesting though. The like, because what what's the ergo on the on the forty five or the forty? Actually, you know what, forty round not it, that bad. It's like minus seven normally. It's usually only four more than, than okay. regulars. Well, I just realized more. the M4s and MCX they only use forty rounders for their. You know, not sixty mags. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Which one, MCX? And the M4s. Yeah, I was thinking, I mean, I, I was thinking I they're forty-five, the... but they're forty. So it's technically oh, yeah, like yeah. two more. I'm, I'm thinking of the. I like. I really like the AK one, the one that goes for the um, five four five AKs. It's forty-five, and it's like, yeah, and it's just like really good value for the stats you get in it. But well, um, it's, it's interesting for the. For the AKs, because 45 goes so much further because of the like 600 and 650 RPM. Whereas on the MCX and the M4, for example, then you've got a 40 rounder on that, but you're at 800 RPM. So right. I, th- I think the way that it works out actually is that because 600 RPM and 800 RPM from like the AKM versus the M4 means that the 30 rounder in the AK, because it's because the ratio is exactly the same, like 600 to 800 is exactly the same as 30 to 40 in, in a ratio sense. So the AK, if you fire a forty rounder out of the M4 and a thirty rounder of the AKM, they both they both run out of bullets at the same time, which is kind of interesting. So you can have the same rate of because there there is something about rates of sort of sustain, right? Like you take a time to kill hit. It's like the UMP in some ways, right? You take a time to kill hit, but you gain you know accuracy, controllability, and that kind of thing. Um, right. And there's there's also I mean it's a bit like you see with the forty five vector. There is some downside to having such a fast fire rate. Yeah. You could take it to like a you could take the argument to like its logical conclusion and say, okay, well, what happens if you had an infinite fire rate? Okay, well, it's actually basically the same as having a bolt action rifle. Interestingly, like it comes full circle. Like the, if you have like a an infinite fire rate, when you mm-hmm. click the button, all the all the rounds all go in one spot. So it's like having a, a bolty with you know the power of thirty rounds, which is kind of an interesting like it's interestingly circular in that sense. Didn't, you know what I mean? I've always, always found that kind of interesting. Um, and so you'd argue, well, I'd probably rather not have an infinite fire rate. Like if I could have a vector with a, a thousand RPM or a vector with an infinite RPM, I don't know which, like it, it's situational. But like, you know? are, do you also have infinite mags? Like, well, no, it would just be like no. the mag, it would be the mags you have now. That's the thing, right? It's like, so it's, it's just RPM, essentially, I see what you're saying. Bar. So essentially, it's just yeah. like a bolt of a thousand or, you know, 30 bullets flying at a single right exactly which brings in the argument of like how accurate are you are you are you you know i mean like the faster the gun shoots with like the vector you know you taking two seconds to get on target assuming you're firing during that phase means you probably blew like 90 percent of your ammo whereas if you're shooting for a really slow gun and it takes two seconds to get on target you know you only blew like 10 percent of your ammo or whatever yeah, exactly, exactly. And then we have this concept in Tarkov of the whole PMC controllability thing anyway. And yeah. so you actually fire less bullets by the time you get into kind of the stable pattern as well, because that convergence sort of auto control thing is not 
it's not dictated by the RPM. Right. In the, it's not linked by the R, it's not linked to the RPM. And so it is like high RPM weapons don't control faster, is what I mean. And yeah. so having a high RPM, that's why the high RPM guns end up feeling like they suck so much. Um, like I was, I was demonstrating this with chat the other day. We were talking about rebalancing guns and why guns should be rebalanced and why the recoil's kind of scuffed. And it's amazing if you take like an MP5 SD, which has 26 recoils or 30 recoils, and compare it to like a semi meta. I mean, it, I think I had like a, I, think, I can't remember which, which version it was, but it was like an, a nearly there RD704. It's not that different. And the thing is, yeah, the RD has 600 RPM and the MP5 has 800 RPM. Sure. But like the actual pattern of the rounds is almost the same. And one's firing freaking 9 mil and the other's firing 762 VP. You know, it's it was mental. So I was like, look, that just needs to change. You know, it's like either the RD is way too accurate, or the MP5 needs to be even lower. The MP5 needs to almost be like a laser. And I, you know, I think that would be a good balancing feature for nine mil in some ways. You know, it literally that's, be like a laser beam. To me, that's the classic archetype for SMGs. Is yeah, they're a laser beam. They shoot really fast, but they do little damage. So why yeah. would you have? A gun that does little damage and you can't control it like it's hard to get shots on target it just doesn't make any sense why would you ever use that exactly exactly so um yes yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting so i don't know where, where the where the, the org's gonna fit into this yeah meta, i don't really know because we've already got like we've already got the ak 101 we've got and i think it's going to be the 556 version i mean it, it looks like it from the is there another shot. version is it saying at the top Apparently, there's a nine mil version. I didn't realize. That. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently there is, but uh, we, we've only seen stuff for the five five six one. I mean, the one, the screenshot that Nikita showed has actually mm -hmm. got a five five six compensator. It says yeah, and it's something a, Russian, and then five five six. So yeah, it's most likely the five five six. Yeah. So I, I mean, think, the, yeah. the only thing I, was just, I could think might be like the redeeming factors. It could be like a high ergo gun because I think usually the bullpups have like decent ergo. That's true. But then you're going to run into the issue with <laughs> you can't find the stock. Mm -hmm. Ah, the classic yep. bullpup dilemma rises yet again to the top. The classic bullpup problem of yep. the non-replaceable stock. Because they fixed it with the SCAR, right? They fixed it with the SCAR by not being able to change the stock and the G36, although there's only there's two of them, so you, it is technically replaceable. But with the SCAR, it's just like, here's the stock and here's the, the cheek pad and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, but it, but there's only one. So you never buy any new ones and it just comes with the gun. Okay, fine. And now this recall makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like this is going to be, I don't know, like what's the alternatives for this? It's going to be good on Ergo and then the recall is either going to be better or worse than the MDR. Exactly. It's, it's base. <laughs> I mean, it's BSG. So they, they just like adding guns for the sake of adding guns, in my opinion. So it's just going to be another G36, basically. Like, it's fun. Maybe it's has some weird viability, but it's just like it's a cool it's a new gun, guys. Yay. Let's go back to the one the ones that actually are effective. Yeah, like this is the thing. I, I don't think it'll be banned on the fleet because I don't think it'll be that strong, but it could be it could be a mid-game five five six replacement for the MDR that you use when you get to five six A one. It could be. It could um if it's if can it you can buy get... the five five six off the fleet? Yeah, you can. They actually did ban oh, okay. it, and then they unbanned it because That's people were right. like, "What?" That's right. I yeah. do remember that because they banned the seven sixty version, and then people were yeah. like, "Dude, this makes no sense." And then they did actually unban the five hundred six one. Like, why should the five hundred six MDR be banned? If you can buy all the other guns, you can buy the M four still, HK. You can buy right. the Scar. You can buy G thirty six. Like, it doesn't make sense. 
I don't think the G36 was in then, actually, but anyway, so I don't know where it's going to fit in, but we've got so many guns in that already that it's going to be hard for it to find its niche, you know, as you say, G36, M4, HK, we've got um, the SCAR, we've got the MDR, like, you know, we've still got the ADAR, the TX-15 and stuff. Did I say the AK-101? But there's, lo- there's loads, so it's going to be difficult for it to cut its niche, but I guess like another bullpup's not, not too bad. Um, we'll see. We will see. Um, I was just gonna look it up on the wiki, like the actual Wikipedia, um, to see if you can see the rate of fire for the gun. That might give some rate of. I think when I looked it up on Wikipedia, it said like eight fifty to nine thirty or something like that. Okay, so probably uh, eight. Probably eight fifty, I guess. Oh, sorry. Um, the seven seven fifty to eight thirty. I think it was maybe. Okay, so I can't remember now. <laughs> maybe G thirty six seven thirty or seven fifty. Why can't I, I find think, it? I think that was it. Let me just quickly pull it up. Uh, the triple check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did it say? I had I added a hundred. Oh, six eighty to seven fifty. Yeah, I see it now. I'm dumb. Ah, six eighty. Okay, that's why I was confused. Okay. Yeah, 680 to 750. So it'll probably be 750, I think, or maybe 700. Right. I feel like 700 might be kind of cool. It would be more interesting, I think, yes. But it might... Then you really do have a lot of choice. Yeah, depending what the recoil's like. Because the G36 is like... I want to like it, but you basically need to play like a god cracked out of your mind, like just, you know, have the most insane recoil control abilities physically possible um, within the Tarkov universe or mechanics to make it really shine. Like, or, you know, like, like I shouldn't say shine, but like make it like make sense to use. Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it it is weird. It is weird. That's um, that's almost a, a perfect segue actually, into what I wanted to talk about about what I've been up to in Taki. So I was playing playing with the PPSH. I just uh, ooh classic had one, had one and uh, gunned down a man, and he had the G thirty six. I think he had. Did he have the C variety? I think no, it was the regular one. It was the long barrel one, but it had the Seiko press on it, so it was you know it was it was okay. And um, a ton of people in chat were just like, I just keep the PPSH out. And I was like, oh man, that's like, <laughs> that's sad times. <laughs> it's sad times when chat's just like, nah, stick with the scav gun that you had before, you know? The unjammable 1000 RPM scav gun. Oh, which I thought was pretty funny. But the reason why that is relevant is because, and the reason why I was using the PPSH in the first place is because people may or may not have seen that I've been doing a lot of Zero to Hero within the game and it has been some of the most fun i've had playing tarkov in a while good honestly it's it's been pretty nuts and i think that also it probably also helps that i was kind of going at kappa in a if i get it i get it if i don't get it i don't i'm I'm not that bothered kind of way um and then taking a month off for the little the bear meant that basically it sealed the deal that i just like wasn't going to I wasn't going to get it. So I was like, okay, well, we're not going to get it now. I, I'm not going to do the boring quest like sitting on Peter yep. for you know, three, three weeks of stream Good if for we're going to wipe and I'm not going to get it because it's just like there's no point. So I haven't sweated out Shooter Born at all this wipe. I haven't sweated out any of those ones this wipe. It's great. 
And I thought, well, we'll just do other fun things. And so one of those fun things was running around on factory with the Ash 12, with the, the thick kit with the, uh, the Reese T, which is cool. And then we sort of progressed on to, on to doing um, these Zero to Hero runs, because I don't know, so I think somebody just said it randomly in chat. They were like, oh, you should do Zero to Hero. And I was like, I never, I never really do those, but it's kind of, maybe it's an interesting thing. But they always end up either, you're just like, I've done the sort of practice hardcore before, you know, where you like go in with nothing and you're just like, well, anything I get to keep, I get to you know, take out and you like segregate a tiny little bit of the stash. And <laughs> you end up like, if you go like ultra hardcore, you end up like in between raids, you're just like bleeding and like, oh, I've got to wait 10 minutes for a bleed and stuff. It's like, you need, you need the rules, like the deadly sob and pestly rules for hardcore to make it fun as well. Um, and we had went through this like whole argument in uh, on stream about <laughs> basically about like the, the, not to forget because sometimes i forget this myself right it's like not to forget that the whole point of doing the hardcore is to make it more enjoyable like to it's it's to give you a challenge right it's not to just be like right hardcore for the sake of it not just be stupid right it's like right you don't want to be sitting in your stash for 20 minutes waiting for heels like it's just like there's no point in doing that it's like that doesn't add that doesn't add anything right. to anyone's life right it's just like it's just silly so having rules where you can buy certain meds or heal yourself or blah 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 Anyway, like Zero to Hero is pretty, pretty fun. It was a co- kind of cool idea because like you don't really need to do anything. You could just heal yourself up beforehand. It's sort of its own, like, it's not like a, an episodic, th- it's like, a, you know, it's like a series of short stories. You know what I mean? Like each, each raid is unrelated from the next. It's like hardcore light almost. You could just dip into it whenever you want. You just throw all your kit off um, into your stash and just, and just go. And uh, yeah, somebody recommended Reserve, which kind of made sense because there's like a decent number of weapons crates and things like that. You can actually find a gun relatively easily. And uh, yeah, we've been we've been doing that and like throwing throwing ourselves into it. The one thing, so it's not like it's not pure zero what I've been doing. I made one of those compromises myself to grease the wheels, so to speak. So I'm not just like running around doing nothing. I'm bringing in basically a melee weapon, and that's it. So I'm bringing in the red rebel. Oh, okay, and that's it. But I think that's fair enough. It's like if you can hatch it a scab yeah. in the head, there's enough of an element of risk there. Like, there's an, I died enough times trying to hatch it a scab. Yeah, I just I I um, just wish you had uh you could punch them. With your hands mm. yeah that would be good that would be good but it's I, it's I guess it's like it's mechanically very similar yeah it's effectively there it. with the red rebel no i agree pretty much yeah pretty much so uh, i was starting off on with with that basically um it's been it's been interesting like for there's, there's lots of different facets of why it's been kind of cool because okay i, th- I guess to start with like going in late wipe with a kit that you already have with infinite money, yep. You don't really have a goal, yep. Except for <laughs> killing other players, right, and, right. and sort of becoming better, right. And so, the the problem that I've found with that, if I'm not questing and I'm just playing, and this okay. is often a, a problem that I have with with viewer kits as well. Like, at what point do I actually extract from the raid? Because I never had a goal in the first place, so why would I ever leave? And it means that I basically never, ever survive any raid ever, yeah. ever again, because I just basically keep pushing PvP and just coin flip with people until someone kills me. <laughs> and that might be a scav at the end of the raid. Like, I kind of feel almost compelled to be there until like the last 10 minutes. Just, I'm, I'm just like, I hear a gunshot and I'm just after it. Like, at what point do I, do I go? Like, leaving the raid is kind of dull, right? But like, I don't have any goals. So I, I'm never like, there's never a point to be like, okay, let's leave. Because even if you get like tons of loot, you're just like, buy a 45 mil in the bag, yeah. back in the stash. So like, it I don't need any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm only going to spend time selling it. You know, it's actually probably going to be detrimental because unless I just vendor it all, which I've been doing a lot more. 
so anyway so like the, the zero to hero kind of um is is it more interesting in that sense because you're going in and you're like right well you have very defined goals you have nothing so you're like okay i even need to find a scav in a sort of compromised place like in a in close combat situation where there's not two of them i've, I've definitely had killed one and got buckshotted by the other one and you're so vulnerable because you've got low armor so those the scavs are really dangerous and so you're tr- going around like weapons crates like trying to find some kind of weapon um and this was sort of another very interesting observation that i made because we we've spoken a lot about loot distribution about yeah. the the final end game of tarkov the way it should be done the traders the flea market all of that stuff right and it kind of comes back in this format too because you're wanting around reserve and reserve is not too bad because there's so many weapons crates and stuff but there were quite a few where i know there's some fixed weapon spawns here and there i didn't see any in the the time that i played third hero so far and it it does drive home how rare it is to find guns in those even in the weapons containers you know it's like i only found a handful of guns in those and that was after scouring the map searching almost all of them and it's like well it's because the game's not really set up like that right the game's set up to buy the guns from the traders and you and and find the stuff in raid that you sell and then buy the stuff from the traders that you then take back into raid which Mm -hmm. is why nobody really finds it an issue that you don't find that many guns in raid normally like if you're just playing the game you're not really thinking about the bigger picture the meta like what you know the stuff that we normally talk about um and other content creators talk about if you're just playing the game you're just like okay well this is fine because like i buy all my guns from the traders so whatever like it's no biggie that I, I don't find any real guns in raid or you don't even think about it but when you're playing zero to hero it's, it's very critical because you just don't you just don't find any guns um and so half the time that's why i ended up like trying to hatch the scab in the head because it's like the most reliable way of, of finding finding one and but sometimes sometimes you do find one but then like trying to find a rig or armor or like a bag yeah. or something like dude like especially on someone like reserve like yeah you might find one in stashes on some other maps but finding a rig on reserve not on a scav like where, where do you even find one where do they spawn like they just don't spawn where, where would they but there aren't any spawn points for them it's like kind of it's kind of yeah, weird reserve, like, like, i don't think it has any spawn if it does i've never seen it but it's it's possible it does but it's got to be like one in a million. Like, did you know there's a spawn for a scav backpack on customs next to two story dorms at the campfire where the duffel bag's at? I might have seen it once, maybe. Yeah, I've seen it like a handful of times, but it's like one in a million. And it's like you would, you know, what I mean, it's like, oh, it's just a scav backpack. Like, why is it so ultra rare? You know, I can understand if it was like a raid backpack. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I feel like I feel like those like fixed spawns maybe were back, put in way back in the day. You know, so it's like the Scab BP was probably one of the like bigger backpacks before they put in loads of the other ones. It's because there's like fixed spawn points for like Module 3M and Packers as well. Yeah, and MBSs, I think MBSs, but definitely those two for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you never normally find anything bigger than that, right? You, mean, you never there's like the Class Fives and all the other ones. They're like loot pool generated, which is all to do with stashes. Right. Things. They're not they're not like world spawns, which is kind of interesting. So yeah, I don't know. It's like it made me think a lot more about like distribution of loot in raid and stuff. Like when you're sourcing everything from the raid, like obviously hardcore would do the same thing, but like I haven't played a full playthrough of hardcore. It's yeah, it, it really does drive home all the things that we've been talking about, about how it should feel if you're playing from scratch. Because I guess like I guess it's gonna be important at some point because if people like cleaner to be believed mm-hmm. I, I 
so far, as far as we know, that we won't actually have a stash to start with when the game, you know, when we're playing 1.0 and we're on the first storyline quest and we load in, we may not have a stash even yet because we haven't like got to customs. We haven't found the underground base. We haven't got a stash for stuff. So we might be playing some sort of semblance of hardcore until you get that. I don't, I don't really know. But if that's the case, then this kind of thing's kind of critical. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like if the loot pulls away, it is now. It's like you're never going to be able to find a gun. I mean, I I did find I did find a few guns, um, and it was kind of uh, it was cool. Like the one time I found a Makarov and with like five rounds, in it. so I had like one in the chamber and five in in the magazine. Okay, like, okay, this is like some you know Resident Evil stuff. It's like super super yeah, restricted ammo, yeah. um, <laughs> which is which is like kind of interesting. Like killed a, I killed a scav with with that, and then moved up to a shotgun or something. But it was kind of funny. There's like certain mechanics you just never run into otherwise. Yeah. Things like that, like having those like extreme ammo constraints. Like I had a really weird moment. The first time that I had this was I found an AKMS and it had a 30 round of it full of, I think it was like half of full of PS or something. So I was like, okay, well, I found a box of PS rounds. Right? I was like, anytime you find anything that's 545, 7.62 or 9x18, you're like, okay, well, this is pretty good because I can probably find some ammo for it. It's like no big deal. And I. I can't remember exactly why I did. Oh, I, I know why. So I went into my inventory and I unloaded the mag using the using the drop down menu rather than doing it. Like I should have gone into because I, I should have gone into the gun. It's slower though, right? I should have gone into the gun, dragged the magazine to the secure container. That's the way. I, that's the way I should have done it rather than going right click unload. Because the thing that I didn't realize is I forgot that we banned magazines from secure containers to stop people cycling sixties through it. Oh yeah. So. So when I went right-click <laughs> unload, it unloaded it onto the floor. Now, the unfortunate circumstance is that, that if, you, if you don't have a yeah. bag or a rig, it won't go in the secure container and you can't pick it up, which right. means you A, can't refill it, you can't hold it in your hands, you can't yeah. put it in a box. It's just stuck there until you find a bag or a rig, which is a really weird, like, fringe case because you, you never run into that scenario unless you're doing Zero to Hero. Yeah. Like, I mean, Yeah. Most, I would say, ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine percent people are going to run into that. You would, you would, yeah. have, you would be like, um, I'm trying to think when, like, if you, you were run that like a poor. really specific shotty kit. That's I run, I run a really specific shotty kit, which is like, it's like IFAC, Propital, extra rounds, and uh, hemostat, and I, I, and that's four pocket slots. And that's it. And I run no bag and no rig. Like, that's the only other time that it's potentially relevant. Yeah. Like, well, I was just thinking, like, White Day, let's say you just bring in literally an M4, and you put, you know, you get the mag in there, and you got the ammo, which you made, like, the critical mistake of not bringing, like, you didn't, you weren't really expecting, you didn't think you wouldn't be able to, like, detach the mag and load it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, like, for example, the Day Z, you can... You physically load a magazine, and your hands are effectively like an inventory slot. Mm, so that's you can, the thing we're missing. yeah. And it's like, but it's like you said, it's a very niche case, and most likely, you know, some. Yeah, I mean, if I could see it happening, like I said, I could see someone bringing an M4. They're you know just like broke. It's white day. They just got M4. They got you know 120 rounds in their container and they're just gonna think oh yeah i'm just gonna unload the m4 and pack rounds and then they realize the mag won't go in there but yeah so so that was kind of interesting um at that point we had the the, 
and this happened this happened again a second time just because like i didn't have a mag for it so we ended up like doing a breach loading ak like one by one which is pretty funny it's just like a ps round goes in and then and then another ps round goes in you're like trying to headshot a scav which is which is pretty funny. Like I had, had some fun moments for that, you know, the musket AK and the musket. I had an RPK as well that came with no mag. That one spawned in a box and it came without a magazine. And again, I had a magazine, but I didn't have a, a rig or a backpack, so I couldn't I couldn't pick it up or use it. There was a a similar. So the, what I realized the error of my ways later um, when I had a Kedder because. The Kedder had a 30 rounder in it, and I found some, some bullets. And I was like, oh, I've you know, run into the same problem again. I can't reload this. And I was like, oh, actually, I can. Because I haven't unloaded it yet, I can find a weapons box and use that inventory space to do it. So then I can take the mag out using the inventory, drop it into the weapons box, drop my rounds into the weapons box, unpack the rounds in the weapons box, reload the mag in the weapons box, <laughs> yeah, and then put the mag back in the gun <laughs> using the weapons so box. It's like freaking out. I had to yeah. like, find a box. To yeah, like do yeah. this stuff i was like okay okay I, I know how to circumvent this now and like stop that from happening <laughs> um but damn it's like it's funny like even even after playing like so so long and looking at all the mechanics it's like certain things because you just never do them you're just like i just thought it would go into secure container and i just completely forgot that in this particular circumstance you get caught by like the chad thing of like cycling the 60s round through the secure container and that also affects me like with with no mag or with no rig or, or bag it's freaking nuts dude but um yeah i managed to reload this Kedder with 30 rounds of uh, actually no it wasn't a PPSH it was that was actually what happened with the Kedder reloaded it with like PBM or something like one of the actually better rounds dropped down a hole in, in reserve and like nailed the guy with the G36 it was a it was a Kedder not a PPSH actually I, I tell a lie but um oh god yeah it's like it's been it's been weird it's been weird but it's been honestly it's been so much fun like I had like with the PM1 like killed Killed the scab with the PM with a headshot. Yeah, took his shotgun. Like ran along the other side. Killed a dude who was like kitted with an AK. Um, took his stuff and there was like ACPC, like full like come up, like go down into D two to like leave out of there because I didn't have a paracord because I was just taking Red Rebel. So I was like, right, let's go, go down into D two. And then some guy like completely surprised me. Like I accidentally proned in one of the doorways <laughs> down in like the not in D two itself. It was like, how would I describe it? See, there's like the first bit that you go down into. Um, and there's like a few little doors and then there's kind of a, a wide open-ish room and there's like a, a box in the corner it's like one of the first sort of tunnel sections as i came to the end of the door there i opened it and he was literally there with like an sr and i was like oh it's just like spam all the keys i ended up just like lying down and just like nailing this guy with the bs rounds from the first guy with the ak kill him right and then i'm just like hobbling out the raid with like two acpcs and like an ak like completely gucci'd out with like 260 <laughs> rounders full of vp i've got this dude's sr25 as well like three like two helmets like it was i was just like oh my god and we started with literally nothing and like a five round of makarov so um i mean needless to say i'm completely addicted to these zero to hero runs now because they're just I've had, like, heard, I've, yeah. had, <laughs> I've had too many good runs and um and even like the, and the thing is even the stupid raids where and i mean this is this is what happened i mean people are talking about it in chat already because it was very very it was very memorable i managed to like run down from dome and break both my legs off the rocks like literally a minute into the raid <laughs> And so we just like spend the rest of the raid looking for splints. Like uh, it was literally yeah. like splint hunt for fifteen yeah. minutes. And and we had um we had one morphine and we had one augmenting. So it was like, okay, we've got three hundred seconds and hundred and fifty seconds where we can walk at a normal speed um and do a little bit of running and that's it. And like finally eventually we like we found it, we, like killed a dude down in the it was like a scav who tried to kill us and we were because we were so slow, we came out like a place that the guy didn't expect. Like he he pushed us. And I was just in the middle of the corridor because I couldn't move. 
And um, and that was the raid that I had the PPSH, and I killed him. He was like a, a, a scab. He was like trying to trying to kill me. Um, but he didn't even fire because I was like just in this like complete off angle by accident because I I actually couldn't run because I'd run out of painkillers, and so I was in like this bizarre space. But it's weird because you end up like it's like with the G thirty six guy because you've got other things to do. Like you're not pushing PvP, you're not pushing shots, you're not forcing yourself into situations where you're just like trying to run in and get PvP kills, and like right. people are there like waiting for you. You just like hear when people are nearby and just like take advantage of it. And then I'm like, I'm getting like a decent number of PMC kills just because it's it's like circumstantial rather than like trying to make them happen. It's, you're it's forcing funny. the issue versus letting it happen naturally. Exactly. Because yeah. you're doing other stuff. Because you're just like, well, I've only got enough meds to heal up like my stomach or my right leg. And you're like going around trying to find another med and you're like, oh, there's a PMC somewhere. And then you hear them and then, you know, you kind of like ambush them and stuff. It's uh, I'm not necessarily being quiet about it and, or anything, but you just like run into these more like organic situations, yeah, more often than you would otherwise. I mean, there's there's been plenty of ones where I just got like buckshotted or like 762 BP'd right off the spawn or something. But another beautiful thing about it, and especially for late white, you don't have to build a kit. You just press go. You heal yourself with the grizzly. You go again. It's very very fast. It's like no sitting around in in the high in you know, in, in your stash. Doing gearing up, doing barters, right. getting ACPCR, you know, like pull the thing out, the nutrition, you know, got four and three whiskeys and get my Kujuran and get ACPC and then all the rounds, and then they stack the M61 on the top and M62 on the bottom. It's like 15 minutes later, then you get like shot three minutes in. There's none of that because you just heal up and go. Heal up and go. Just I'm addicted, got, man. Just got the five minute loading time. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like you crack out loads of raids, like, and it's super fun. You're like in raids yep. 90% of the time. It's, it's amazing. Um. Yeah, dude, I'm glad you're enjoying it because I think it really shows. Like, I don't know. Some people really like the whole like PvP. Like, all they want to do. Like, I I literally know people like this who, like, I don't want the game to wipe. I just want to like keep PvPing. I was like, how can you say that, bro? It's just like, don't you get bored of literally just like, as you said, just forcing the issue? It's like, who got the faster spawn? I did. I guess I'll camp here. And then here comes the Chad, who's also trying to force the issue, and you kill him. And it's like, you just like, you're like, oh, that rat. And then it's like, the tables turn, and now you're the rat doing the same thing. It's just like, dude, like, it's come on, bro. Like, what do you, you know, I mean, there's no trading gear. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's no objective. You know what I mean? Everyone's got infinite rubles. Like, if it was like captured a flag or like team deathmatch then like sure yeah there's an actual objective and there's you know what i mean like sure then i feel like i can play some strategy but now i just feel like i'm just doing it for the sake of doing it because i have nothing better to do but i want to play a video game that i enjoy you know it's just like a miserable place so doing those like challenges it like really like reinvigorates reunites that that whole like feeling of what got you originally you know hooked into tarkov and i love how you get to like see a lot of the like mechanics um and like very niche areas like one thing i like i kind of wish it was Tarkov was more like this but because scavs are essentially looting loot pinatas i mean it's basically what they are right and then you're zero to hero you start with nothing so you gotta like try real like but try really hard to kill them maybe you find a gun maybe you you know get one who's alone and whack them to death with your red rebel in the alleyway or something but he's he's got maybe a rig which is like that's a big upgrade that means you can reload you can maybe you know loot put some loot items in there um maybe hotkey a bigger med like a, a slayer or something 
Um, you can actually pack your mags now. That's a big, you know what I mean? That's nice, right? It's huge, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's got a broken pack cut. Well, I mean, dude, it's better than nothing. You know what I mean? He's got he's got a scav hat. Hey, now I'm I'm looking pretty fly now. You know, it's just like, but you get like these little upgrades, uh, even when you find stuff. But like the the what like this one thing that was that bothers me is like when I did some of the like cha- different challenges I did was I would like unpack everything. Like if a scav has a five round um Sega shotgun mag, unpack it. I don't care if it's seven millimeter buckshot. Like I need it. And I just like you 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 hoard it that way you have like resources to use. Whereas like right now, like that's just like a level one trader thing. Like it's just like you know what I mean? It's like junk loot. Yeah. You know it's just it's like, like two rubles around or whatever you like, yeah, but it's like, well, yeah, it's like, what does it even do? Like, I don't, like, I don't even think a player scab would loot it. You know what I mean? That's how, that's how like low on the food chain it is. Um, so I don't. It's kind of cool to like see a lot of these like very like worthless items all suddenly be like super valuable and have like a lot of uses. And it's also kind of like, Tar- I think Tarkov's like Tarkov can be like this. I'm saying it's wrong that. It, is or isn't like this but like in day z for example like let's say you need a splint in theory you could find one or you could go find the parts to make one in the raid whereas like in tarkov you can find one but you can't find the parts to make one in raid in that instance when you need it you know what i mean like i can't craft the splint um and like you may think well they just need to make more splints for that situation where you know, because you can't craft one in raid, we just need more splints on the map. Then people wouldn't have a reason to bring in splints because they can just find them in raid. You know what I mean? So there's like a really like weird balance there. They have to walk, which is interesting because like going back to the weapons argument, it's like maybe you don't even need to bring a weapon in a raid if there's going to be guns spawning everywhere. You know what I mean? Like you just open up a crate and it's like, oh shit, I got to Vepper 136 with BP in it? Let's go, dude. You know, it's like... <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's like, with a splint, it's like a very specific item that has a very specific utility. With the guns, it's just like, you know, it's a crapshoot, right? You go, it's, it could be it could be that, it could be a TOS, it could be whatever, you know. It's, I, I think, for me... I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. always feel that, like, maybe that's maybe that's okay in some ways, mm-hmm. that it is, because it's a random lottery. It's not like, oh, I'm just every time I open a crap, I'm just going to get, like, a Gucci gun um it's just like something random but i think it's just the the lack of weaponry that in general that i'm concerned about you know and like i i really don't mind them skewing the the loot pool you know the loot pool com- is fine you know a, a pm with five rounds in it okay there's the ppsh with seven rounds in the mag okay cool it's like or an rpk like with no with no mag at all like we had before and or maybe there's like a, you know it's only got three bullets in it or, or something um uh, that that's fine, and then you make it like relatively rare to find something really good. I, th- I think that's I think that's a little different, just because it's like the it's almost like the grades of stuff, whereas like a splint is something like so. It's kind of just a basic like building block of the game because like a med element or something. But I, mm-hmm. I, I I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, if you if you had it so that every single weapons crate had a gun, it's like oh, I just hit five weapons crates, and I'm gonna find something good. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But like, yeah, I mean, I think I think there is more to it because it's like, oh, then you've got like compatible magazines. Like, do you have the three mags for it? For or sure, something? for like, sure. There's a world in which they there's too much spawns and that situation occurs. But I think we're, we're so far the other way. I'm yeah, not as concerned about that right if, now. If they do um, it the exact opposite extreme, <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 exactly. I'll be like the other way around. Um, 
Which how, is sort of closer to what we've been talking about a little bit before, just like things spawning with other things. But yeah, what were you going to say? How many times did you loot a weapons crate and it was like iron sights for an AK? <laughs> I mean, loads of times. There's like tons of it's just like, you know, the yeah. sights for a Glock. Like there's tons of Glock parts. That's like true. Magazines, yeah. um, like gas blocks. Um, the one thing that surprised me is just like tons of suppressors, dude. Like suppressors and like... There is a lot of them. Yeah, so I had like, there was quite a lot of suppressors, quite a lot of uh, like vertical foregrips. Like I'm, every, anytime I had, I found a gun that has a, a slot for it, I pretty much had a vertical foregrip every raid. Um, which is kind of interesting, either like an AFG or like um, one of the uh, RKs of yeah. some description. Um, like I actually found quite, I mean, maybe Reserve is a bit, bit different with its loot pool, but there's like, there's quite a lot of optics and, and, and those kind of things. I think I found two of like the canted RK1s and things like that. It's like, it was, it was quite a lot of like good stuff, actually. I don't normally go around like farming weapons crates. So it was kind of eye-opening a little bit. I'm just like, wow, I'm just like suppressors out of the wazoo. You just like really like high-end like, oh, okay, inside too. the oh, crates okay. or laying yeah, loose the crates. Okay. And, and some loose as well but like mostly inside the crates which is kind of interesting um i think reserve and maybe labs are like the two most popular zero to hero maps maybe also customs probably customs as well just because it's customs but specifically I customs because i was like i'm not sure where i'm gonna get a gun and there's like the the chances just running into people is just so high yeah um, that's what i think too yeah and i just didn't i just didn't really want to get you know right rd704 down within like the first four to yeah. five minutes every single raid in a row whereas <laughs> reserves got a lot of because everyone goes underground you can kind of just like scuttle around above ground and sort of do what you want until a bit later anyway until there's like shots or something so that's it's kind of neat like that like it yep. works really well actually and you've got like the no backpack extract which like you hardly ever get a backpack so you can leave if you want like I had one where we left on literally like two HP because I could not find an item for, I think it was a light bleed or something. It got us onto a whole nother conversation about how heavy bleed items, it should be like, so heavy bleed and light bleed are completely different status effects, right? They're like, they're completely unrelated to each other. Yeah. They're two different status effects and they're healed by different items. Like certain items coincidentally heal both, but those status effects are not like tiered, right? A light bleed can't turn into a heavy, you know, they're not, they're not the same thing. And so items that only heal one only heal that specific status. Okay, that's fine. Like a bandage only heals a light. Great. But it feels weird when you're walking around with like a, you know, a cat tourniquet or something and you cannot heal your light bleed with it. Like we were talking about this. Like I almost feel like they should change it so that items that heal heavies should automatically also heal lights. And But maybe there's some disadvantage or something to doing so. I don't know. Um Maybe it takes a lot like, longer or maybe like a limb loses H, max HP or something if you use the wrong item. I, I, don't, I don't know, but like it just feels weird to me that like my character's like bleeding out, but not very fast. And like he's completely unwilling to use a tourniquet on it because it's like, oh, yeah, it's the wrong no, type I get, of bleed. You yeah, know? It's, it's like the wrong weird. type, right. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you need, instead of it being like two different categories, it's almost like the same category, but one you know, requires more some, like, I don't want to say more resources, but like, I don't know what, what else you would do. Something like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, you know, maybe you could heal a heavy with like four or five bandages or something. You know right. what I mean? Like, if yeah, you wanted yeah, to do yeah, it yeah, that yeah. I guess that could work, yeah. yeah. Like, you so would you have, have a, like, yeah. a bandage could do a light bleed, and then an army bandage could do a heavy bleed, because it would take two bandages, two uses. It's like something like that, yeah. I mean, but and, and, and definitely the other way around. It's like, if you've got a... Um, an S March tourniquet like that, you should be able to heal a light bleed in some fashion with it. Like it might yeah. not be as good as a, as a bandage would be, but it should. You should be able to resolve that status effect. 
Like you use the wrong item, so maybe you get something else that isn't as good. Infected but wound. <laughs> something. I don't know. I don't know. But, no, I um, get you. I'm yeah, that was another interesting one that just kind of like came to light when while we were playing. Because like, yeah, well, I ended up leaving one through sewer manhole because I had no 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 bag in like almost every raid. Unless I killed a scab with one, which like scabs often don't have them. Um, and unless you kill a PMC, like you, in most of the raids, I just never had a bag. So I ended up just finding rigs off scabs and we had to sprint to the sewer manhole. I had to like take one last painkiller so I could get there in time. And we, I think we left with like two HP or something because I just, I did not find a regular bandage in any spawn. I was like, oh my God, like what is the chances? It's like tripping over. There's like three cat tourniquets, like two S marches. I was like, oh my goodness. This is like even the hemostat kit. This is like not going to help you, right? You need an actual med. I couldn't find an actual med um, to heal myself. And I couldn't find uh, a regular bandage, so I was just I was just stuck without it. But um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's interesting. Like reserves are, reserves a cool map. There was one time where I felt justified because I'm bringing the red rebel in. There was a dude that I killed, and uh, he had a paracord on him. So I was like, I feel justified because he had a paracord, and we found it. I feel justified leaving through dome, which is cool. But the rest of the time, you like have to go out of D two, or you have to go out of the sewer manhole, or whatever. Um, yeah, dude, it's been it's been it's been good. It's been really good, actually. Been really fun. I'm like looking forward to doing more. Like I was even like today, I was even just like, oh man, I could just like do a quick zero to hero. <laughs> I was like, oh, like I'm like I'm really really loving it. Like it yeah. it feels a bit like back as you said. It's like the way that it was when you first played. Yeah. Because you're you're looking for things that are so basic and like having to make really tough decisions with like yep. really limited space. It's like okay, I have like four pockets and my um, and my secure container, which like I'm using the I'm using the uh, the regular one, the three by three, and the EOD one. So that's like you know you have four plus plus nine but it's not that much and you're like what do i take do i keep the ammo do i keep the pp ammo the 60 like pp that i found um because i might find a, a garden but it's only got prs in it and that's gonna suck right so like i'm at least pp i can deal with class four so okay maybe i keep that and then like all the barter or loot items i just like not bothered with but it's like okay, yeah well, i keep this scope i'm gonna keep this one because this one's you know this this goes on a picatinny rail i'm gonna keep this one because this goes on dovetail because I don't know what I'm going to find. I could find an N. I could find, you know, a regular AKM with a Bastion on it. You just don't know. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to keep as many of my options as open as possible. I'm trying to keep, like, the widest selection of meds I can. You know, it's, like, it's it's interesting. It's actually interesting. Like, it's it's fun. And I like, I, I love that thinking, right? And I love the optimization there about yeah. the hard decisions about what to take and what not to take. It's, um, especially in the end game, it just becomes slightly too too straightforward. I mean, the, the, the only other thing that I've been doing, because we're talking, like, about challenge in general, like, yeah, the factory thing's fun. You just run as thick as you can and just keep going until you die. Um, Zero to Hero is also cool. But the other one that I did, uh, which was, I only did like, um, I think two raids of it, which was, but it was like in kind of interesting because uh, I've been playing a little bit more Lighthouse now that I've got some frames with the new CPU, which is cool. And I was like, you know what? We're going to just go like, we're going like counter sniping. So I basically like go <laughs> up to the rocks because like it's basically getting vengeance on all the people who've killed me when I've been up there trying to, I'm just like trying to casually shoot some rogues and some dude comes up with like whatever. Um, so I'm like, right, we're going. So we go like properly kitted with uh, a short range like RD with the blast mitigation device on it, which is like, yeah, it was like hollow sight only. Just like go up there and kill people, end up like you know, kill a bunch of sniping people with uh, with the RD with BP. So that that was quite fun too. But that's like it gives you another goal. It's, it's like my goal here is to kill people sniping on the road camp. Just like beeline it up to the top of the rocks and then just like listen to foot like roaming around just like where are you, you bastards? Like, <laughs> like people with like you know they've got oh no they got the three by twelve on their SR. 25 and you're just there like die it's great so i had, I had fun doing that too um that's what i've been up to dude it's been it's been fun you it's brought been fun. up suppressors earlier and i think mm. that is like 
one of the most I don't, I don't know for me like, i mean I, as you said and i feel like we've said this before tarkov is like at its best when you have to make hard decisions and what i really like about some of these challenges is when it comes to like weapon mods like you said like there's a lot of depth in like what you take what you don't take and every other thing but one of the really interesting ones is suppressors it's actually if you play with no traders it is actually extremely hard to suppress your weapon like extremely hard like no traders no flea because you have to find the right let's say you find a um what's the one that goes on the the meta Five 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 six is is it the dang Saker? Saker? Yes. Let's say you find that you think great. That's a meta suppression. That's really good. And you're like, wait a minute. I need the right muzzle attachment for it to work. And it's like there's like this dual thing where you got to find both components to get like the ultimate you know form. But the ones that are actually really valuable are the ones that um are like suppressed with no muzzle attachment to it. I forget. There's yeah. one for the M4. I don't, it's like the RC7, is it? I don't know what it's there's, called. Uh, they're all of the rotor ones, yeah. Yeah, all rotor. The rotor that's five, five, six. All the rotor ones just go on, on their own. Yes, the rotor one. And it's like, what's frustrating is that suppressor is actually worth a lot. And I don't exactly know why. I, I think, A, it's a noob trap. Like, noobs are like, oh, I want to suppress my gun. Let me look on the flea market. And, you know, like, oh, only this is the only suppressor? I saw Billy Bob... 365 have a suppressor on his gun i want to be cool like him anyways <laughs> yeah exactly it's like use the link search right link search the yes. barrel oh this is the only suppressor okay fine let's go for it you know it's just, there's lots of things like that actually in the game and and the second possibility is i think it's gunsmith related i think the m4 maybe you can there's like a guide for the use that suppressor i think mm, i see even though you don't need to it's like even though you need to yeah on the wiki or something yeah yeah i think it's because yeah. for four actually but anyways um it's really cool man because like or last no at the start of twelve twelve, like a year ago i found the rotor suppressor and i put up my m4 and i was like god this is so like it's literally an m4 of irons but it has a rotor suppressor i'm like dude this is like the first time i've been able to use this and it's like actually makes sense it's viable i have a suppressed gun on white day like it was it's really fun and then i died <laughs> yeah yeah but that is like csgo you know it's just like that yes yes you know you just look like the stock m4 with the suppressor on the yes. end it's like dude dude yeah i found um this was it this wipe or last wipe? I can't remember. But I found the the TTSK rig before I like because I was like I don't know if this is any good or not. It's ceramic. I'm not sure. It's before we'd done any analysis, right? This is like super super early. But I was like I'm just gonna rock this thing, and it just I survived so much with it on. It's just like classics on wipe days, like Which, insane on in like a, the, the, uh, the Tasmanian Tiger SK, the rig, the the, uh, the classics rig that you barter from. Right oh, you found it. Two. Found that like really what? early, found it on, like oh, day two God. or something, and I just like stomped around reserve, just like. <laughs> Getting people on customs, like it was, it was insane. It was just like this huge bullet sponge because nobody could hit you in the head because no. all the guns are terrible. And I'm just there, just like eating PS rounds, just like come at me, bros. Like it was, it was so good. Um, like when you find some of those cool items early, it's just like awesome. But like it was so new as well. I was just like, I've never seen this before. Like it, I'm not sure even if this is good or not. Like it's got, it's got pretty bad durability, but um, you know, like it's, um, I'm sure. I'm sure it's probably worth using. But yeah, it's just yeah. like absorbs a grand amount of anything, anything because. Because the amount of armor damage is like so small to it, even though it's kind of crappy. It was like everyone's just like pinging off with like T rounds at five four five and like you know nine mil PST and stuff. It's like 
yeah it was it was a good time so yeah when you get something cool early it does feel extra good for that reason right so yeah awesome it is awesome oh man what a crazy time you what should do a, a uh i know you talked about it but if you could figure out this would be my recommendation if you could figure out how to turn it into youtube content and make it work you should do a hardcore like play like maybe not a full playthrough but like a separate account or something you know something on the side. I, yeah. I don't know but i don't know how you turn it into content because i don't think you i mean you maybe you could try it and be successful with it but i don't think episodic episodic content is really hard to work like you have to like nail the first one because everyone after it's going to get less and less views um so i don't yeah i don't know how you would make that work yeah it, it's tough i think you have to be basically like pass or landmark basically to make, to make that make sense i think but i don't know there's there's some there's some ways of like doing stuff i mean the, the i guess i i almost feel like the zero to heroes is more contentable yeah because you can like pick and choose and because again it's like it's like what i said it's uh it's like a show where mm-hmm. the, the episodes are like unrelated right it's like a series of short stories as opposed to being like a novel people can just dip in and out and they don't feel like they've missed anything which is fine and you don't need to compel people through the whole series. But yeah. um oh, what was I what was I gonna say? There was like there was a particular point I had for all that in trying hardcore or Oh, it's gonna come back it's gonna come back to me. It's gonna come back to me. It was about the it's about the Zero to Heroes in particular, about like why that might actually I think they're better. I think they're very marketable as well. You could be like, I went in with not you know. I went in with nothing. Yeah. I came out with this. Like on one side, you got a naked PMC, and the other side, you got you know Giga Chat armor. Yeah, so and, it's like, not, and it's neatly contained as well. Yeah, within like one and video. You could, yeah, you could do another one. It could be a completely different angle. Like you know, I I can't believe this happened, you guys. And <laughs> like, yeah, you, you, you it, exactly. Play. That's kind of the same angle, but you get my point. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. And then, yeah, the last thing is like you're not then reliant upon the the whole series like working right. in tandem with itself. Plus like a, a hardcore account. The reason why, like I would honestly, I would love to, uh, mm. I would love to, if my, if my workflow was different and I was more streaming slanted, I would definitely have done it by now. And the only reason why I don't is literally just like time constraint. Yeah. The only reason why I don't do it because like it already takes me long enough to get up to level 42 and da da da. I mean, I, I mean, I'd, I'd be half tempted to this wipe to like, because I know I'm going to be a little bit more pressured again, just because like the little one's so young, to get to 42 and then be like, okay, now we're starting hardcore, maybe or the, some something along those lines. Yeah, I could sure. see I'll, something I'll have like to that. Think about it. Yeah, because just be like, right, we're not getting capital, don't care. Yeah, this way, right. don't care about that. Like in the streets patch, just don't care. We're just going to start hardcore from the beginning. Depends on how the, the early game looks. I think. Well, you could even you could even be you know like the first half of the season, if you will, you play regular, and then the second half, you do. You know, you're kind of like starting that whole ex- experimental side a little sooner. <laughs> if it worked to fend your your content, you know, lineup. I know you you got a lot of like. I always like your videos because I feel like you take like you know you squeeze like every Tarkov mechanic to the last drop, dude. Like, did you know that the SV ninety eight is actually has more ergo without the stock? I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. That's crazy. <laughs> I basically just try all the stupid stuff yeah. and like, you know, 20 things that I try don't make it in. And one thing I'm just like, <laughs> no way. 
yeah. like maybe that's like interesting for some people you know it's um just try random things freaking mad like, scientists oh. over here <laughs> that's the thing like nobody else can be bothered to like make a recording with the stock without the stock and then measure the frames and then also measure <laughs> like the arm stamina like nobody else can be bothered that's the that's the main point right yeah that's like, so true. i can i can be bothered for people you know i'm gonna spend like i'm gonna spend like eight hours recording video and uh you know then people can watch the you know, 10 minute video that took like eight hours to, to record <laughs> CZTL's like no one get it. Yeah, to crazy people like us. I mean, like n- nobody outside of the the, the mentalists like us. It's mm-hmm. like always like me. It's like Veritas, it's, uh, you, as in CZ, who's in in chat right now. Um, and then there's like you know there's there's a bunch of other people who've like come and gone from like doing tests. You know, Vox he used to do that kind of testing. Anton like right back in the day. Like there's there's various people who do who do different tests. But it's the 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 crazy sort of science end of the community. Like ninety nine point nine percent of people can't be bothered to do that stuff. Yeah. and so like running around interchange for four hours with SJ6s on, looking at like skill point gain, <laughs> like measuring the stat bars and stuff. It's just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And airwing to an extent. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see. It just depends on how the, how the, the white goes, how the content goes. And um, I think like the thing for me is like once I reach 42, I can kind of do everything that I want to do, I guess. Exactly. I, 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 guess I, I suppose like I only need to do, because now I'm, because I've got like a, a few more streams on, I only need to get like so much footage for like a particular thing that I'm doing. Like I don't need to spend all my, cause I used to spend basically like all my time on stream, just like desperately trying to like feed the tail of the snake into the head. You know what I mean? I'm just like, right, I've got a video about the SVD coming up. Like I need to play in my three hours on Saturday. Like I, I hope to God I yeah, kill yeah, someone, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas now it's a lot easier. Right? It's like, I'm going to use it for like, couple of sessions and like it's not a big deal and then if i have a really good session on one then it's just like okay we can move on to the next one early and stuff like that so i mean i do i do plan out what i do like that because you kind of have to um let's say you've got enough clips but it's i'm a bit more chilled these these days about that which is nice yeah it's good but um no i I don't know i don't know there's uh yeah i think i think there's some zero to hero stuff that could be could be good for content just because they are they are entertaining and i think i made this point on stream again when we were talking about it live that in what other scenario would you have everybody just being like oh my god no are you gonna make it ah about like some dude like fighting two scavs getting his legs broken and then like limping around looking for splints for 15 minutes i think that that raid that raid i didn't fight any pmcs at all i fought one player scav down in the d2 kind of area Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was just in the bunker it wasn't actually even in d2 and the rest of it was just all player scouts and me fighting against the map and it was like really compelling and it was really yeah. compelling to play and people loved it because it's much more it's overcoming challenge yeah but there's no challenge to overcome when you load into a raid like completely there's, geared up for right. PvP, right? there's really no stakes there. who cares if you lose yeah, there's no so. stakes. It's like i i broke like i broke my legs 30 seconds into a raid and this is what happened dot 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 there you go right <laughs> it's like free content right there it's like it's a free title for the raid there like it's just like it's so much more compelling than i went in completely geared out of my mind with bp right and killed 15, play- 15 well, players well that's also it's been like, like overdone because like you know that that probably could have been done the f- bear the maybe not the very first wipe but you know what i mean like that's like it's been done a, yeah. a ton of times you know so yeah. it's not attic science like mr beast gave away and i gave mr beast does a video and he's like i gave away my 400th al uh island this time guys check it out 
The stakes are the same. You guys like it, right? This, hey, click the video, guys. What's, what's what? You know. He still manages to get like 50 million views, though. So yeah, yeah. More for us, <laughs> I guess. More for us. I, I still um, there was a point that I was going to make earlier, and I like I thought that he was going to come back talking about yeah, it. But I just, no, like, I yeah, I probably threw you off there. I couldn't, I couldn't like I just can't I can't quite get it back. I don't know what it was, but <clears throat> it is it is what it is. It is what it is. But so, yeah, it's, it's been it's been fun. You want to um, introduce our next topic, and I'll go cut on this fan behind me because I'm sweating like crazy. Does that sound like a plan? Um, yeah, sure. That sounds good. That sounds good. Great. I guess. I guess this is not well. It's is it is it is it, is it, uh, is it related? I mean, sort of. But it was basically there was a post that kind of inspired, I think, church. But I was like, oh, I also agree. This is something that's interesting to talk about. And it was um, it was actually from Velian because he he's posted a few things recently, um, and I know that he's in particular been quite frustrated with Tarkov as one of the more kind of like Shift W type players. I know those guys get more frustrated with desync and, and things than usual um, than than other people at least. And he basically said, like, does anybody else feel like Tarkov PvP fights are just random RNG fights that you sometimes get lucky and win the RNG role or lose the RNG role? And I personally think, I mean, I, Church, feel free to give your thoughts. But like, sure. my very, very short take on it is I, I totally see where he's coming from. And I did kind of talk about this when we looked at Inertia back in the day, being like, if you decrease the skill cap at the top, it does just become more random for the people who are like, you know, the best thousand players or whatever. It's like the best player in the world before maybe they could defeat the 10th player in the world. Now is it 50-50? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of always felt like Tarkov leaned more on that side, like less from like a skill base, you know, your classic CSGO or um, what's a Valorant type of like first person shooter. Like those are like probably the most skill based shooters that come to mind. Maybe Apex Legends. Up I don't know. As well. I don't know. I don't know what like the gold standard is nowadays. Can't keep up with these dang zoomers and their freaking woo cats. But anyways, um, yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of RNG and. Tarkov, like the aim punch specifically is like really I just like don't I mean obviously other games have it but this one just feels really ran like A random like I don't know what direction it goes B I can't see shit like I like, I can't see anything my screen is literally maximum like a Gaussian blur effect applied percentage 1000 like it's it's just maxed it's maxed out the charts so you can't see anything um, so it's just like, but in like, in some ways, like, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, he has like, if that's the rule set, then it's important to be the first guy shooting to then get that strategical advantage. But then it's like, well, what if this other guy, like he got the one shot off and hit him once and now he's aim punched. So like, normally he would be able to like, you know, react fast enough and get on target. And then he can punish the guy that, you know, did like a panic spray and got, you know, three hits but because he, the panic spray guy got the first shot he basically wins the fight you know what i mean it's just like i don't know i just like you get you can get really lost in the weeds of it i feel like but in general i'm not saying it's a bad thing tarkov is like this but i think that's what they're gonna go for based off the current mechanics have they done things like adding weapon jams it just felt like 
you're kind of just adding more RNG to the fights and making like, you know, if I have that clear shot on the guy and it clicks and then something happens where he shoots me, I'm going to be really upset whether or not I'm in cover or running or whatever. Like, I'm just like, great, I lost the RNG roll. Yay. You know, it's just not fun. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. kind of Tarkov, I feel like. It, so, yeah, it is. It, 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 is. is. it is. Yeah, it is. It's it's interesting. There's like, there's a lot of different factors that make it the make it like this. Right. And the more that they make it like that, the less skill, uh, I guess, the less like uh, skill differentiation there is between two players. Go. I mean, <laughs> again, you can make you can make another argument if we're going to go for another thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Which is imagine that the the uh, misfire chance is like fifty percent or something. Okay. Well, then, then it very much is like what you're saying, right? It's like two people shoot, one person, the only one, only one person actually gets the bullet to actually leave the barrel uh, <laughs> to kill the other guy. So then it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, obviously you have to aim, but it's a lot more forgiving. One, yeah, like you're the one scenario. who got the shot off. So you're probably going to win. Um, I mean, maybe this is maybe that's too simplistic an argument, but the idea being that yeah, it's a fringe case. It's not fifty-fifty. It's like off in the fringes, right? You both got you know a one percent chance of getting a jam or something. But in those scenarios, that cuts off those. The, it would usually be a fight. Normally, let me let me let me say this properly. In that scenario, normally there would be a fight that happens between two players, and it's based upon the skill of those two players. But in that one percent of scenarios somebody jams and the other put the whoever didn't get the jam just wins so it takes the i would have won 70 30 and it takes it to 68 32 do, do you know what i mean and it starts because, to and it starts to level out this the skill gap between different players because the bad role is so punishing is what you're saying yeah because yeah exactly because the yeah. bad role is so punishing and it's right. like almost all the bad roles are so punishing right so it's like you both got class five armor and you have bp the one guy two taps yeah. the other guy and the right. first person gets an absorption and it's a three shot and they die like again it's like you can have two equally skilled players or people who are similarly skilled but one person just gets lucky with the with the two tap and the other yeah. guy gets absorbed twice in a row right and it's like oh man even the third shot won't kill him then it's again that's it's it's tough um, and Tarkov comes down to these really fine margins sometimes. It depends on how you play as well, because if you're kind of ambushing players from range and you're using knowledge of the map and pathing and spotting, whatever, and you kill people without being seen, then it's like, then it's slightly different. I feel that, that um, but then it's not really skill then, right? It's, it's like, it's just tactics. That's different. Yeah, you're taking the, I think what it is, is you're taking the mechanics, whether they're purely skill-based or not, and you're applying them to the like the best possible case scenario. And even if you get bad RNG, you know, if you needed to draw a six on your next, you know, card pool and you draw the one, is there something you can do with that one to make it work? You know, maybe, maybe it's not. That's fine. It's just the luck of the draw. And that's just the game. But you got to still like prior to that, you got to keep your options for it. Like you can't bank that you're always going to like I, I need the draw six on turn five you know let me make sure i build my strategy around that you need to have all your options open and constantly be like making these smaller decisions like oh maybe i keep this in case i don't get that card yada 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 that's kind of how tarkov feels more it's like 
oh, this guy's right side peeking. Um, I already got aim punched and, you know, he zeroed my armor, you know, whatever. I'm just like, I don't know. Get good, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like this, this conversation really does pertain much more to close combat PvP fighters who are playing against other yeah. opponents that know they're there more than anything else, right? Absolutely. And that, again, it's part of, I was thinking about a completely different scenario before just thinking about okay well and it's when when you were talking about you know which how much rng can you suffer you know it's like well if you're if you're at range like prone in a bush like whether whether these strategies are good or bad or whatever like this is not part of the conversation this is a complete that's a completely separate topic but say you're you're prone somewhere and you see a guy or you've been tracking him whatever and then and he's like out of cover he like makes his sprint for the next bit and you're just like you know you're just firing 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 at that point, it doesn't matter if you get unlucky with the BP and you absorb one and then whatever, like the guy's out of position and he can't fire back because he doesn't know where you are and you're suppressed and then he's dead. Then it doesn't make any difference. The only thing that might screw you up there is like if you get a jam halfway through, but then you're not going to die because you can go, oh, crap, gun jam, right? And like you can like reposition and run away. Um, so it's then it's like it's, it's very asymmetric then because you're not talking about a fair fight between two equally skilled players. Like this right. is Amvelian's... Amvelian's tweet is about like he says does anyone else feel pvp fights he's talking specifically about like close range indoor pvp fights on full auto or fast semi-auto with players who are kind of fighting each other who both know where each other are basically and you've got the things we've talked about plus you also have desync which rears its ugly head way more inside and around corners because it's just the nature of the beast um, yeah and that is another another thing right sometimes you get the, the luck of the draw with the desync sometimes it's the once that we've talked before about peak's advantage and it's if you're the one holding the peak you're always at the disadvantage because you're always there when they peak out but if you peak and then they and then pull back in and then they peak and then you peak out and they're still peaking out on your screen it's like then it's like 50 50 it's like well who got the peak's advantage well you're both peaking it depends on it depends on who the server latency ended up kind of like because you're like go you're sort of like ghosting yourself you know what i mean like you're still there on their screen even though on your screen you're not there anymore kind of thing and because they shot you on their screen then you die on your screen, even though you're behind the cover now. Yeah. So it's like, who actually got peak's advantage at that point? Like once you're in a peak battle and a right-hand peak battle, it's kind of like 50-50 if you're equally skilled because sometimes you get desynced on, sometimes you don't. So it's those, yeah, it's, it's all of those things together that do that make it make it quite random. And like, I, I kind of agree with them. I think, yeah, I think it is quite random. And in, in some sense, I mean, now I'm going to make a little stretch here and say in some sense, is that the way Tarkov is supposed to be? Possibly not by design. I, th I think it's an accident of design. Of the, it's a, I think it's a symptom of just the mechanics that have been put in place. But I don't know. Nikita says, you know, sometimes you just suck and sometimes you just die. And well, there's nothing you can do. And it's like, Tarkov's not necessarily supposed to be like a fair game. Yeah. I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here. but No, I mean, I, like, I, I actually think that it is by design. Like, I think it is like it's very intentional that there's a, you know, X chance to jam. Um, I just think that your the punishment associated with that. I mean, we're kind of getting off in the weeds, I feel like, but like to to to. At, like Giga, at some point, have you shot your gun indoors? It, yeah. And it's like when you fail the rng check it's gonna feel really bad right 
So like, yes, it's, you know, yes, it's like, oh, just have the perfect scenario to deal with this solution. But like, you, it's just not like the, you just can't do that. You know I mean? You just can't play the, like, it's impossible to play the game. Like you have to move from point A to point B, it's like win the game. You know what I mean? I see what you mean. You're saying like you can't cover off every, you can't like play in a way that covers off all the potential risks of all the different possible things that could go wrong. Like, no, I, I, I agree. Sometimes you just get, you just get done in by it, right? Which is why like people that want like a really consistent, it's just, I think it's more of a consistent thing, like a really consistent feeling thing is like you don't, you want to be able to play at like such, like you want to play at your full potential and not be like restrained by any of these like fringe weird things you want to like the game feel very consistent because you can push it to that limit you know what i mean yeah. but i i think the game is designed to be less inconsistent <laughs> uh like specifically with jams i guess you know with the i mean as we know now i think you know this um through i think cztl or like a friend of cztl I'm not too sure but it looks like there are roles on penetration like obviously the chance but the actual like value gets rolled by like a oh yeah there's a small range yeah, yeah there's a pen, range there's a pen variability for each for each round which is amazing so it's and like you, and you can you can infer that actually when you do the armor testing because you don't and different rounds have a different uh, penetration variability and you can see this because the armor damage formula is heavily dependent upon penetration and the armor damage that you deal deviates in small numbers, those small small quantities, depending on the round. Sometimes it could be quite big swings. It could be like thirteen to seventeen, depending on the round, and um, that's all because of this penetration deviation. Which so is like, why is that necessary? So you could roll a high pin value, like let's say, let's say the what is BP? Is it 46, 47? 47. Let okay, let's say you roll forty right in the sweet spot as well. Let's say you roll forty nine, right? But you could also, once it connects, you could also then roll, because it wasn't a 100% chance to penetrate, you could then roll a critical failure of, like, let's say it's 9% to critically fail, and it wouldn't pin. So you got the good roll at the bad roll. Like, but yeah, as you said, like, why is it necessary? And it's not. I think it's by design. Like, they want it to be, you know, it's just like, you just gotta go with the flow, man. Like, yeah, this is the, this is... You just get yeah. random cards. You just got to pull a random card. You got a shitty hand, man. You just got to play it out, you know? Yeah. And you've got, yeah. And, and you've got armor penetration. You've got this deviation thing. You've got fragmentation. You've got, uh, yeah. Fragmentation. God. It's like, it's, it's all these things, right? Which, uh, which, which is there's a chance so. you can break your, when you get shot, you could break, get a fracture. Yeah, versus happens, you could get a bleed sometimes you get a bleed sometimes yeah, you don't I mean, it's just yeah. like it's it's not a consistent game and i'm not mm. i mean historically those games aren't really for me in the past but i mean and i don't think it's a bad thing it's just it just kind of is what the game is and that's what like kind of worries me about arena i feel like a lot of people got eggs in that basket and i just don't know how that's gonna look but that's a completely different subject we'll see when that comes around but we'll see We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I think I, I, I agree with you. I think your argument is compelling. I think, yeah, I agree. The game's designed to be inconsistent. I, I agree with you on, on that point. It's um, a compelling argument you make. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. But shall we move on? Yeah. The next one? I kind of wanted to talk next? to you about this one. Okay. Next 
we are talking Tarkov tangential. We're taking a small step away into the realm of looter oh. choppers. <laughs> I don't have a good word. What what, what rhymes with shooter? That's like with, uh, with swords and stuff. Looter. I can't think of something. Looter stabbers. Uh, no. It starts. It's loot, got the loot, same syllable. Loot. I can't. I can't use loot again, even though L U T. It's the same word, so it does sounds weird. It would. It would write quite well. A medieval instrument, a looter, looter. Anyway, we're talking about dark and darker. So the the third playtest has started as of today, and I've not played any of the playtests before. I was talking to. I do a lot of talking to Chas. It turns out these days. I don't know why I reference this constantly, but um. Talking to chat again about it, and loads of people were just like, dude, the game's really fun. Oh, you should try it out. The game's sick. I was like, oh, that's like a much stronger reception than I expected for people to have. You know, like on a, for other, a lot of other games, people have been like, yeah, it's okay. Like with Marauders and stuff, people are like, yeah, it's all right. It's a bit buggy. You know, it's fine. Like whatever. Like DMZ, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's played a bit. Yeah, it's fun. Whatever. But like Dark and Dark, like tons of people were just like, dude, it's awesome. Like you should check it out. Like it could be really, really good. Like it's pretty, it's really fun already. I was like, huh, interesting. Um, so I was like, okay, fine. I'll sign up to the the doodad and just like, okay, download the game and play it a little bit. And dude, I I, basically, I probably played like an hour. I probably played like eight raids. I did not survive a single raid. I, I've I've gone in completely blind because it's I find that kind of interesting sometimes. So I'm still not a hundred percent sure how you leave. <laughs> I don't really know what the mechanic is. Oh, I think funny. there's some kind of portal that you open up. I think you have to open a portal. But I've done about eight Portal. raids. So the first one I did, I think, think so. Because oh, I kept seeing it on the side, on the sidebar. So I was just like, <laughs> I guess that must be the way. I don't know. That was, that was my assumption so far. And um, the very first skeleton that I found in the very first raid, it just like, it just killed me. I was like, <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, this is, this is a, these guys are not to be effed with, you know, like I gotta actually like do the thing. I've never really traditionally been that good at like sword games, really. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm just not, I'm just not really, it's not really good at them particularly. It's so different. and um, I realized that you could kind of like rather than I just I have the, I, I don't really like blocking in games. I just find it really boring. And, um, so, and then I just got killed. I'd rather like I, I ended up was like, OK, I can move forwards and backwards. Like I can move my body in, in a way that I don't get hit. OK, this is this is fine. Started figuring that out. And then like I had a few few different encounters and like I killed a player once because I ambushed him while he was killing another skeleton. Like I picked up a load of stuff. I used invisibility potion. It doesn't seem to do anything. Um, and yeah, I played like, yeah, I played about eight raids, like ran through. I was like, there seems to be some kind of circle. I assume it hones in on like where you need to go, maybe or something. Or maybe it's some kind of like uh, battle royale type thing. I'm not really sure. Um, so this is like, but it's fun, like trying to learn something completely from scratch, like because there's no tutorial or anything. It tell you anything. Right? It just dumps you in. I was just yeah. like, EU Central, go. Um, and after that, I was like, well, after the first raid, I got nothing in my stash. After the first raid, we're just going to see whether I keep my stuff. Maybe I will completely naked in raid two. So I was just like, okay, no, raid two, I still kept the starter gear. All right, fine. I could, that means that that's like my, you know, my default loadout that I can't lo- ever lose. Great. Um, and so that's like, that's my experience so far. I'm just like, I'm level three or four or something. I have absolutely no idea how you level up. I don't really know why I'm level three. I'm not really sure what that gives me. And uh, yeah, I've been just running around, like having a, having a crazy time, just, just like, trying to figure stuff out on my own without looking at anything just for the time being, because it's funny. So I, I wanted to speak to you about it, because I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And yeah. um, it's very, very weird. And some people clearly have a very good idea. Like, I ran into one person <laughs> who was just like, they were just like, spell, donk, and they killed me in like two hits. And I was like, hello. 
<laughs> yeah. It was very funny. Um, and especially the fact that you can then spectate groups of people. So that's kind of interesting. There's people playing like groups of three. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of felt bad, actually. The guy that I killed, the one dude that I killed, the one player that I killed the hot in the sort of like seven or eight raids that I played, he had like two of those like heart soul things on. So he was like the last oh, man of a three no. man or something. And I was just like, oh, I just like murdered him in cold blood. Right? He's like killing another skeleton. And I just like stood over his corpse like... You killed, but, um, you killed their hopes and dreams, not exactly. just a man. <laughs> yeah, so like, like I found like I found some shrines. I found the place where you put those things. But I was playing solo, so um, I was like, you know, this is, this is like it's pretty it's pretty brutal. It's got, like it looks like it's quite it's it's hard, right? There's like a lot of mobs and stuff. It's yeah. difficult. And like the cooldown for opening doors is just like the absolute death knell for me. <laughs> it's like you get yourself into a situation where you just can't like can't get out of it. But anyway, did you play the other ones? Yeah, so I played the the previous okay. beta test, the second one, um, and I got addicted. I mean, funny enough, you that was when that was going on. You were in the hospital, I think, and I, uh, that's maybe. when we you told me you were going to make it. So I was like, "Hey, Shudaville, you played this game. You should come on Scav Talk. Tarkov's uh, cold right now. This game's hot. Let's talk about this game instead." So we got to like chat about it um, then, which was cool. And it's so funny hearing your like, I love that you didn't spoil, you know, you just like went in raw dog, basically. <laughs> yeah, like on my own as well, like yeah. with no one else. <laughs> which is great, dude. Like I was like thinking, I was like, man, I could troll him so hard. I was like, portals, what are you talking about? You didn't, you didn't go to the alien UFO to extract? Like, come on, like, what do you, <laughs> you killed the skeleton? Oh, you <laughs> You killed the skeleton. No, that was the only NPC in the game. (laughs) Uh, That's so funny. But um, (laughs) yeah, it's a fun game, man. I I think it's cool that your chat was like hyped about it because I think this game is hot. Like right now, it's a hot game. Um, I don't know if it's gonna still be hot in the couple of because they're supposed to release it in. Is it early twenty twenty four? So they got like a whole year development ahead, but I don't, I don't know. I, just... I think that's the case. I can't remember. Um, anyway, I know borderline nothing about this game. <laughs> well, it's based. I mean, for anyone that's listening, Dark and Darker, it's essentially you know D and D meets Tarkov. That's basically the premise. Um, it's a dungeon crawler. You got your st- uh, stereotypical archetypes: your rogue, your mages, your wizards, your knights, your Bards, you know your classic stuff here, and uh, your your loop goblins as well. Um, and you, yeah, you party of three. You go in, you kill shit, you loot shit, you extract with shit, sell shit, do it again. That's like kind of the you know just like Tarkov. Um, it's cool. It's a lot of fun. It is difficult right now because the testing they're testing level two. So you're essentially like, imagine if like customs was like the tutorial level in Tarkov, you're essentially going to like reserve or, you know, whatever it's like the next tier up from customs. So you're going in with like, yeah, you're going in like with like starter gear on like the gear that you should be like in the middle gear level. I didn't know that. Okay. So that's why like the mobs are extremely tanky. Like as soon as you get an upgraded weapon, like they'll die in like three hits versus... 227 so it's like it's a pretty big jump yeah even um, the spiders take two hits to kill yeah it's rough dude right 
It's a cool Did game. Did you start the playtest with the stuff you had last time? No. Okay, so you do have to start with the starter gear. Yeah. And it's they give you nothing. I was like, dang, I can't buy anything. Like, I gotta use this crap gear. So you gotta like, you have to survive. Then you can finally like sell stuff and and buy something. Like it's ah, oh, it's such a fun cycle. I don't I don't know how it's gonna shake up in the long run, but like right now, I think it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. You need to like absolutely giga. I was just checking to see if Airwing is still playing it because I could. I was like. Airwing, you need to play this game. Like we could, you know, put some content on the channel before the wipe. You know, like come on, man, it's it's a fun game. Trust me. And it's supposedly Valiant and Jesse was telling him that too. So he was like, "Fine, I'll do it." And he was playing earlier, and he's getting his, you know, absolutely just like smacked down, dude. Just like, you know, pure gamer rage. And then they did an update, and then I, I, so the servers went down. I went and got ready for Scat Talk, and I just checked now, and he's back on it. So I'm like, yes, he didn't give up hope. Like he's. He's still grinding away, but you really, you really need a three minute. It's really designed for three people to play, mm. because I guess they just had that in mind. They talked about maybe they'll do like solo duo cues. It's like kind of like something they talked about in some of the interviews I've seen. But um, it's cool because you could like you could play a certain role. Like let's say you're the knight, you're just the guy that's just like oh sword and shield, you know, come at me, and then. Your teammate's the healer, he's the cleric, just like praying and casting healing stuff or whatever. And then some other guy, the wizard's like casting spells and buffing you. Or maybe you got a barbarian and you know, it's, it's cool. You got like these different yeah. roles you can play. It's really fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it does, it does seem pretty cool. It's um, quite funny because I guess their networking is pretty basic right now. And um, I was just like uploading some stuff with caps in the background. And I was like, oh God, I have to like lower it because I was getting like serious rubber banding. Even when, because, you know, my internet's not amazing, but even when I was doing, like, I, I can play Tarkov and upload stuff, like, it's simul- like sort of simultaneously, because I'm, I'm obviously, I have to do that when I'm streaming, right? So I'm, like, very carefully controlling, like, my, um, the bandwidth usage that I'm using on the, on the upload side at the moment, because, like, I'm still waiting for Fiber, which is, like, a like, whole other story. But um, in this game, I was just, like, I can't upload anything. I can't, like, basically use any of my connections to do anything else. I was, like, there's absolutely no chance I could stream this game right now because, like, it just rubber bands, like, out of control, even if I'm only using, like, half my bandwidth for uploading for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, th- this playtest in particular, they're having issues with all the servers. That wasn't the case when I played the last playtest, so it's something unique to this one, um, which I felt oh, that we bending to. Yeah, it is weird. Interesting. When I turned it, when I turned the uploads off and I was playing just, just on my raw connection, it felt fine. As soon as I started them up again, even like like as I said, even at you know half my my speed, I was just like like I could move. It was fine, but I was just getting like it was just like really juddery. It was horrible. So I was like, okay, there's just like there's just no chance I can play this on stream at all because like the stream like scab talk where most of it's stationary is half my bandwidth. Like the usual one that I do is my usual bit rate is like 80% of my bandwidth. That's like, that allows me to stay within Tarkov's ping limit, right? Without getting kicked out of the raid. So it's like, there's, there's no chance of like Dark and Dark on stream. There's just no way. Uh, but no, it's like, it seems, it seems interesting. I was like, I got caught in like this, the circle as it was coming in at one point. I was just like, oh God, there's a circle in this game. Jesus. I was like, thought we'd escape Battle Royales. What the hell? Um, but it, was, it kind of seemed like it was sort of pointing. I still, I mean, there's not really a spoiler, right? Because like I've played enough of the game now that I feel like I'm just going to go look it up otherwise. Because like, 
how do you leave? Like, is, is, it, is, it, in, is it in the middle? Like, where? Because it, it's, it's zoning down onto something. And there's yeah. a wide circle, which is just like, oh, here's the place you need to go, gamer person. Right. This is like, intuitively, you know where you need to go. Because the, the red circle is basically saying, like, don't be in here. And the white circle is saying, go this way. Um, are there, like, multiple extracts? Or is it just, like, one in the middle? Like, what's the deal? So how it works is there's portals or scrolls or like these little things that come out of the ground and there's a blue one, there's a red one. The blue one takes you out of the raid. The red one takes you to the next level. So you can't actually interact with your stash. Whatever you found, you got to carry it into the next level, which gets even oh. harder. But that's that's how you like how it's going to work eventually is if you want to go into a raid, whether you want to go to to like use Tarkov example, labs or customs, you have to go through customs. You have to go to level one, to level two, to level three to participate mm -hmm. and get all that good loot on the final uh, so level. You can't just jump to level two. You have right. to go through the stages using the red portal. Right. Okay. Using the red portal. The blue portal takes you out of whatever level you're on. So they spawn, I don't know, they just like spawn randomly. Like I, I don't, they've changed it apparently, like the count, how they spawn. Because they used to spawn in like, there'd be like a guaranteed like three s sets of triplets, blue portals and a couple of red portals. And then there's some solo blue and reds mixed around. Um, but now it looks like there's a lot more solo portals and I'm not sure if there's any group portals at all anymore. They might've gotten rid of that. I'm not too sure, but that's kind of the idea is like you go into the center portal spawn closer to the center. I mean, they, I think they spawn like outside as well, not not outside of the ring, but like yeah, the ring's moving like, in, and they'll spawn on the outer walls of the ring potentially. Hmm. Um, and then once you get down to that final circle, it's just like yeah, it's like definitely something. There's I think just like a guarantee one portal in there, but it's interesting because they don't make there's not enough portals for everyone that plays. It's like someone's gonna get left behind. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's like if, somebody. if people don't die to other stuff, like if, if exactly. everybody survives, yeah, exactly. Um, you, we'll see how things are saying. Yeah, the that's the interesting interesting part is I don't know if the ring mechanics are personal thing. It's like the PUBG ring that closes in the it. This one, I think it's like the swarm is what they call it. And when you're in it, you, you take damage, yada yada. But it's they like it. Speak. I think it's a playtest thing because they want to like um get as much day as they can. On some of these, like mechanics, like how many portals do we need? This, that, and the other. So they're having like this this ring to like drive players to the portals. You know what I mean? They don't want to like yeah. not get that stuff solved. So I I believe that's the case. It's a temporary thing, but I kind of like the ring because it does like you can, you know, do flanks through the ring, but it's risky. You're taking damage. Am I going to open up a room into a guy that's you know? trying to escape now i gotta fight him or whatever it's it's i, I kind of dig it but. yeah i think that's kind of cool i mean because that was that was also a thing back in like the PUBG days where it was just like oh do i take damage through the ring can i, do I have some sustain like to do a flank where people aren't expecting and like that kind of stuff so um yeah it's uh, it's kind of interesting yeah I, I never really made it into the, the center enough i just got like I either it's got like pushed really down hard. too quickly because i had to kill because i couldn't kill the mobs fast enough as a yeah. solo because as you're saying well i'm using start to get i'm on my own and I was just like, man, this game's really, really tough. And then um, it kind of appeals to me a little bit more because I was like, okay, this is like really inaccessible, which is kind of cool because I quite like that in some ways. I'm just like finding random items and I don't know what they do. 
there's no tutorial at all like i've just died like five times in a row um i did i did remember what my point was before by the way oh yeah ages ago and this reminded me because it reminds me of playing um there's a i think maybe like ages ago i might have mentioned it but there was a game on my phone pixel dungeon and it's like a, a roguelike kind of game oh, yeah i've heard of that it's like yeah really tough and like very rng based and like i've won it like a couple of times but it's like it's really really hard and that kind of feels the same right you run slowly run into lots of different situations and you figure out what to do it kind of reminds me of like the, a lot of roguelike games you know i'm like going in with like something very basic then i have to go through and you know it feels more roguelike than tarkov does but this was my original point the zero to hero is basically turned tarkov into a roguelike game which i actually really like and yeah. i love roguelike games like um, Fast and light and and uh, all those kind of things. And like Slay the Spire is kind of like you know of a of a of a type. So when you extract, um, do you keep your stuff from Zero Hero? No, or I got rid. Of, I get rid of it so all. So you I just do. Again. It's it's as if as you fail the run. I get you. It's yeah, just the so individual just like, run to run. Yes, it's just like did you win? Yeah. Yes, no. Because right. that's exactly how it is in like other roguelikes, right? It's just like you you play, and it's it's funny because like again, I, I might have made this analogy before, but. Battle Royales offer they're they're very roguelike in nature as well. Yeah, because you, you start with nothing and you go through, and then you see, oh, did you win? Did you not know? Okay, well, did you go right back to the beginning? Here we go, off we go. So that that sort of replayability kind of appeals to me in general. Um, that was a zero to hero point that I was going to make before, but anyway, Dark and Dark feels like that to me because of this. You're just seeing random stuff, random items, different enemies, like trying to figure out how to beat them. Like you slowly build up your confidence, whatever. But uh, yeah, for, for me, the issue was, as I said, I couldn't couldn't defeat them fast enough. So then the ring was like upon me. And then I just ended up getting like forced through the map through like way more enemies than I could kill. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like desperately trying to open doors before I die, you know, and I'm just like, I eventually just get like bit on the heel by like a little spider when I'm on like no health and I die. I'm just like, oh, no. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. It's good, good to know that I was like, yeah, these games where they get played in threes like they're often really rough for solo players and in some ways i'm kind of just like oh it's sort of a shame there's i guess less so if you're having to go through multiple levels but i'm like it's sort of a shame that you've got respawn mechanic in there again because that's kind of what makes dmz so hard for solos like you don't have any respawn mechanic if you're on your own but you do if you're in a squad and like it's that those things start to like pitch the battle against it's, it's unfortunate that playing solo is so asymmetric you should almost get like a load of buffs or something yeah, I mean the only, I mean, I don't know. Well, the I think the hope is, and I think DMZ. That's like kind of the cool thing about it. I mean, it's kind of a good and bad thing in my opinion, but whatever. If the game is gonna be built around you playing in a group of people, then having options to team up with people is like kind of a bonus. Like it feels really good because then you yeah. get, you can take a bunch of individuals and now they can become a group. Mm. via you know in the game live happening so i think if they do stuff like that like you could you know hey you want to team up like sure and then it's like boom you're now a party you're you know because it's you could still do friendly fire when you're on a team um which is god there's some uh, funny funny shenanigans dude yeah it's so funny like <laughs> don't worry i got a fire magic ball and then it kills your teammate like no you stepped in front of my magic ball <laughs> this is great yeah, it just kind of feels a bit more fun than DMZ to me, in that sense. I don't know. It feels like there's more on the line. There's like more, more risk. Yeah, I think that's DMZ's biggest fault. It's just like, God, there's like nothing on the line. Like, oh no, I lost a kit. Guess I'll go back in and get another. Like, I just like, I don't know. I hate that you can't like... Anyways, I, I don't mm. want to talk about DMZ because I think it's yeah so dead. It's, But yeah, it's... 
It's, it's it's cool. It's got it's got something that I think is missing from some of the others, which is neat. And uh, I'm not a, I'm not a serial player of like other games really, so I didn't play Marauders and stuff. But this seems more polished. I think yeah, the, the animations are janky or whatever, but like the game seems to function. So I think it's got a lot of potential. Good. A lot of potential. Cool. Yeah. They just need to make the combat a bit more like Mordham now. You know, it's like the sword place. You can like block different angles. Whatever. Yeah, like... I don't know, dude. Because it is, it is. We were because we were talking about that. I kind of like that it's simple because I feel like Mordham's skill gap is like so high. Yeah. And as you it say, and as you say, um, play, going from like a shooter to like a first person whacker. <laughs> it's just I mean, I'm like, bad, right? Yeah, no, I'm bad too. Like it just, it's, it's hard. And I don't know how to describe it. Like, just wait till you. Are you actually you probably experienced it? Like when you're up in someone's face, and you got like a poking weapon specifically, like a dagger, and you're trying to like poke their face, but you're moving, they're moving, they're just like swinging their giant mace down, and you're just like trying to dodge the mace. Like it's so different than you know the shooting stuff. It's yeah. just weird. What's kind of cool though, in some ways, about this would be like okay, well maybe you've got your like super skilled swordsman, but like you don't have to do that, right? You can be like a ranger, you can be a wizard, you know. So if yeah. you're just like a if you're just kind of a you know, slightly mal-coordinated FPS player, then yeah. you, you can play like, you can just be... Like, Easy Harry mode Potter, to the Ranger. Back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Ranger, Ranger is pretty OP last uh, playthrough. I don't know how it is this one. They've, they've made adjustments. Dude, I, got, I got shot in the head by like a flaming arrow, like literally oh, yeah. straight out to the very first door. <laughs> and I was like, this isn't fair. What the hell? There was like four mobs like right outside the first door. Two of them like archers with flaming arrows with helmets on. And I was just like, no, this is so brutal, but I kind of love it, but this is so brutal. Yeah, it was interesting. No, but if you're listening and you're interested in Dark and Dark, you should give it a try. There's some really... Pestily put up an interview recent, like not too long ago with one of the devs. Um, they're really cool. They're like, basically, you know, they've been working in the industry for a while, um, but they didn't like where the industry was going with like a lot of the trends. So they're like, hey, let's do our own thing. And they kind of just like quit their jobs, took loans from friends and family, this and the other. They got like no like outside investment influence. Like it's all like That's cool. Yeah. So it, it seems like very like homegrown, uh, grassroots, you know, made for gamers, by gamers type of thing. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's good. I like that philosophy. Okay, well, I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It might be pretty fun. I might, maybe I'll see if people are playing or something, and like maybe group up with some some guys offline or whatever. Because, like as I said, I can't, I can't stream this game until they until they make the networking a bit more robust. Like, there's just no way. My, yeah. my connection is not is not. I don't have enough bandwidth, and I don't have enough leeway to tweak it to make it make sense. It'll just look like you know Nokia phone on people's screens, <laughs> or my game won't work. And it's like and both options are not not yeah. Not not good. I mean, there's a completely unrelated, but well, sort of semi-related note. They're like, there there are people at the end of my road, dude. They're laying stuff in the in the in the floor. It's <gasps> happen. It's happening. I don't know when it's happening. That's cool. That's exciting. There's people there. The cables are going in, but yeah, it could still be like a couple of months or whatever. But like, things are actually happening, so I'm excited. But uh, just gotta wait through Christmas, I guess. So I'm hoping in the first quarter next year that'd be awesome if that's the case. So um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Cool. Yeah, we we, uh, we ran out of time for the for the other like random. Yeah. Topics. I'm just going to share like a, a random anecdote then from just like my sure. life. God, it, it has been so cold in the UK 
recently. I don't know whether you've seen all the posts of like people complaining and stuff. But like, you know, we're we're not we're not used to weather outside of like 15 degrees C and mm-hmm. uh, and overcast. So, because uh, that's what, what what would that be? That would be 59 Fahrenheit. So yeah, so basically 60 Fahrenheit with like this completely clouded cover in the sky. That's that's the perfect UK UK temperature. You know, you get up, you go, you go too far either way, everything just starts failing, like both sides. Like you get anywhere near zero and everything just starts falling apart. And you get anywhere, you know, too high where it's like it's been sunny for like maybe three days in a row and everything just starts falling apart. It's like, it's, it's really funny. We're like, so, because the weather's so random, we're just completely unable to, to deal with it. But anyway, so I, I woke up this morning. It was, uh, my phone was registering minus eight. Um, and again, like I'll have, to, I'll, have to, I'll have to do the translation. So that's 17 Fahrenheit. Uh, I was like, man, that's pretty cold for the UK, actually. Um, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think like different sources are more or less uh, are less reliable. I think the, the the reliable source was saying like twenty three, but I'm like, it's still that's still pretty damn chilly. We wake up this morning. And, um, my wife has a shower. Like I have a shower. Like we're taking interns, looking after the little ones. And um, like right at the end of my shower, I'm just like down. Like the whole water's like kind of running out. I was like, that's that's really weird. Like it shouldn't do that when there's just two of us. I'm like, hmm, this is strange. Like go to look at like the um because we've got the nest in our house like for to controlling the the thermostat. So like mm-hmm. look at the nesting. It's just like it's set to you know the regular temperature and it's like a degree and a half underneath that. And I'm like hmm. It's like it says it's heating, but like it's not doing anything. I was like oh dear. And I'm like right. I said to the wife, I'm just like I'm gonna go and check the boilers. Like wander through to the garage. Just like error code two two seven. I'm just like you have to be kidding me. Like honestly, what the hell? So I'm just like oh, reading the booklet. It's just like oh, it could be all these things. It could be a, this misfitted this and that and the other. I'm just like crap. So I like reset this thing a few times. It's just like okay, this isn't working. And like we actually have a really new boiler because we had it installed in the summer. You know, we were like having all this work done in the house, and um, that was part of it. And so I was like, damn, this thing's like brand new, it's ridiculous. So I like call up the plumbing people, and they're they're just like, oh, we're actually seeing this all the time from lots of people. Um, it's, it may well be your like condenser pipe that's, that's frozen on the outside. It's like where the wastewater ends up going out, outside of the outside of the boiler. So I'm just like, he's like, okay, let's just get boil the kettle, like pour it over the pipe, like see if you can see if you can like unfreeze or whatever. Like if it doesn't work, then like call us back and maybe we'll come out. So like there there I am in like minus freaking like ridiculous degrees with a boiling like like a huge like puffer coat, like pouring like boiling water over this like black pipe. I've got an extension flex plugged in two times with to, out of <laughs> out of my garage with a hairdryer, and I'm like hair drying a pipe on the outside of my house. I'm just like, what the hell? Like, how has how life come to this? There's like huge chunks of ice like coming out of the pipe. I'm like, what, the f- what is going on here? So um, that's basically how I spent like 45 minutes of my day today. It was just like it was ridiculous, and then like went back in after like the 20th iteration of doing this, and it's just like, and, like everything came back up. I was just like. Oh my god! Thank God it's working now. I was just like, actually, got heating in the house. I was like, I really, I do not want the heating to break down in like minus five because that is, it's, it's, it's honestly miserable. I was like, every yeah. half hour I wait, like the, it's getting like, I can just, I can see it ticking down on the thing. It's just like tick, 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 because the dim, the differential is like so high. It's just like we're just getting, we're just getting destroyed. But um, but now my hands are just like completely busted. Like, oh, I didn't really have like proper gloves. Like all my knuckles have like split. Like so cold, and I was outside for so long. Oh my god! Yeah, so that was a crisis averted. That's crisis averted. I've had I've had a boiler break down on me before, and um, fortunately, where I used to live, we actually had like a real fire. We would just like huddle up in one room and had like Dude. wood on the fire. Just like it was like the, med- the medieval times. Like Jesus, I like I did not want to repeat that because it was actually colder now than it was then. And we've got the little ones now, so I was like, no, that's just not good. That's not good. But yeah, 
Crisis averted, thank God. One one winter, I was staying with a family who they did not. They were very, almost too like, cost efficient on their heating and cooling. <laughs> so like the 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 summer wasn't that bad because they had like um, AC units in the windows. Okay. Um, they didn't use like the house AC because it used a lot more energy so they only used like the individual units when they needed it right. occasionally they would use the house ac and but in the winter it was just like yeah it's it's freaking cold just wear a jacket right that was kind of the thing and dude i remember one time it was so cold giga i was like hoodie sweater jacket pants shorts underneath like on in my bed like blanket wrapped up and like you know laptop inside the blanket just like watching youtube trying to like get like get through the cold because it was just like a really cold winter and it was so miserable dude it was just, like, just like loading lighthouse to like put loads of extra strain <laughs> on the computer you know it's just like <laughs> you gotta run a stress test in the background just to pick up more heat <laughs> dude it was it was so cold i was just like oh my god dude this is miserable but oh man yeah winter crazy times winter sucks crazy times yeah it's been it's been unseasonably cold it's actually going to get a bit, bit better for us but we basically just had a week of like really frigid temperatures and uh, you know people 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 laugh at us because it's not it's not even like that cold it's like it's not like yeah but... in Canada or whatever but like uk cold is weird because it's like it's like really humid like lots of people have said yeah. this like you, you come to uk it's like humid cold it's like wet everything's just wet because everything's Ooh. around like zero degrees the whole time so like it's not like you know if, if it's like minus 20 like yeah it sucks right it's like it's really cold but everything is just like completely frozen Mm-hmm. Whereas in the UK, everything's just like it just like shimmers around zero. So it's like it's minus five in the night, and then it goes to plus two in the day, and then it goes back to, and then it rains a bit, and then it goes to like, and then there's like a mist in the air. You walk outside, and it all sticks to you, and then it all evaporates off, and it's like it's it's miserable. It's like it's like a cold that gets into your bones. It's horrible, <laughs> really bad when it gets like this. So we're going back to something normal, I think, soon. But um, oh dear me, yeah, I, I would rather have not spent my morning that way this morning. But uh, at least at least we actually have a working a working boiler within like you know two hours or something it wasn't it wasn't that bad in the end so i have a, <sighs> a couple of things before we wrap it up for those of you that are listening slash watching till the very end shout out to the 20 percent of you according to youtube analytics uh logical solutions has released a post giga sent it to you with with the apparently his sources say that there's no confirmation of wipe at this time, but multiple sources have leaked to TarkovChanges.com that a pre-wipe event is coming on Saturday, December 17th, 2022. They will update this page because they have some real information. Dun, dun, dun. Mm, that is fascinating. What does it say on Tarkov Changes? That's what I just read. That's what it says. Oh, I see. That's what it says. <laughs> yeah, All that's right. what it says. But... Soon, 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 soon. Okay, soon? so we could, so we could see something tomorrow we of could some kind. See something. It seems like we might see something tomorrow. Which, if it is something, and it is pre-wipe, then that puts wipe on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week, presumably. Maybe not. Who knows? We shall see. Yeah, we shall so see. Tuesday's in play the twentieth. I'm telling you, boys. <laughs> I'm telling you. I think last time I was one day out on Talk of Reporters thing. It looked like it was going to be 
the day and then i think it was the day after something so you know i'm like i'm not doing too badly so we'll see you know if i'm a day out or something again then i'm still holding holding hope for january 8th copium (laughs) (laughs) love it love it all right well yeah yeah i think that about covers it i think so all right guys wrap it up here thanks again everyone for tuning in especially you 20 percenters are still listening and with that we'll see you next week catch you later